Hey everybody and hello humans. It is time for the Not A Robot Show's DC Comic Reviews. Real reviews by real people, not robots. This week we're reviewing Catwoman 26, or excuse me, Catwoman 27, Nightwing 76, Aquaman 65, Rorschach 2, Batman 103, Teen Titans 47, Justice League 57, and Death Metal number 5. My name is Josh. And as always, my co-hosts, Anthony. What up, everybody? And Reed. Cowabunga, my dudes. Are with me to talk about all of this every week, our comic book releases. If you want to talk about, debate, answer, laugh at, correct, or otherwise comment on anything we say or have said, there's a contact form on notrobotpodcast.com. You can shout at us there. And we do respond very quickly. We are also on Twitter at Not A Robot Show. Anthony is at WaltGator93. And Reed does not do social media, but you can find him on SoundCloud. And we all answer our show mail. Now is the time to say a big, huge thank you to the people who help us support the podcast. And that is the members of the Not A Robot Army. It is time for the Not A Robot Army roll call. Your support through Patreon gets you early access to our podcast, extra content, and access to our Slack channel, and it's as low as a dollar a month. Present for the Not A Robot Army roll call are Weird Science Jim, Hollister, and Torpedo Face. A big salute to all of you and an even bigger thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Thanks, what guys. are <laughs> You're real. very cool and very handsome. very very handsome so what are you waiting for sign up and show us you just might be a human after all and join the not a robot army all right so let's go ahead and move on to those weird uh twitter polls that we always do um (laughs) the first one that i am reporting was uh, i asked everybody a question So Brian Michael Bendis and Riley Rosmo are teaming up for a future state Legion of Superheroes book. How great will this be? And your options were, I can't wait, bad, horrible, and the worst ever released. Well, I can't wait, the worst ever released, and bad, all tied at 22%. Horrible came in at 33%, making it the clear and decided winner. Um, what did you guys think about that? Anthony, where did your where did your vote land? Um when was this poll? Oh <laughs> um about a week ago. Did oh, you not okay, get to vote I... on it? Oh good, yep. I remember that, but I'm like, wait a minute, was this one this week? Um we can oh, I got you. No way. Was I even tagged in this one? Oh, I don't know if you were tagged in it or not. Maybe that's why I didn't vote. 
Last one I see is a Scooby Doo one. Oh no! <laughs> Some housekeeping here, guys. Don't worry about it. It's uh, totally yeah. good. It's all good. Is this your way of saying I'm off the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening anytime soon, buddy. Trust and believe in that one. Um, man, <laughs> he says I just no. Well, my, my choice is now. Um, all right. Oh, we so know Brian... where you're at. Come on, it's it's a Bendis <laughs> thing. The, the the worst one. He's on the worst one. <sighs> the the worst ever released. Yeah, I think Reed. Are you? I I know we have polar mm-hmm. uh, opinions on the art of one John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But where do you stand with Riley Rosmo's art? Are you I, familiar yeah. with it at all? Um, uh, I I don't think so. I, I thought you were gonna ask me about Bendis, which I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I don't care. I'm cool. he, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get under my skin that much. Um, I actually remember. You, I think you told me to look that up before, but. Um, we, 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 we'd stop doing the podcast and my brain turns off. So I, I didn't look that up. <laughs> that, that does happen. Um, what, what's that well. name? I'll, here, you guys do the Twitter and I'll, I'll, I'll check, I'll check some out and give you, give you a hot take. Oh, all right. Not a problem. Riley what's Rosmo is, uh, most recently, I would say probably his most recent work was the, uh, the, uh, death metal tie-in Robin King. Mm-hmm. Number one. That's probably his most recent work, but he has been seeing, he has been getting a lot of one shot or part of tie in issues. Uh, Robin King was his first full issue in a while. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking at some stuff here. It's pretty, it's pretty wild looking, that's for sure. Yeah. Very specific. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have, oh, okay. Oh, that's a fun Superman, though. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, without knowing your guys' opinions, oh, yeah, I'm okay with this. I'll, I'll, I'll look at some of it. <laughs> okay. It looks uh, weird. It looks weird. Oh, this Batman's pretty crazy. He's got big old, big old eyes. Yes. Every yeah. single character looks like a jelly bean put in the microwave. I just, I don't. <laughs> they, well, okay, so all... I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Plastic Man and some of his friends, and um. What's uh, what's that 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 one team with uh, metam was it metamorpho on there? That one's that style looks that kind of works. I feel like this guy's like pretty broad, in, but in, in the Superman goofy, is, if is you're a using weird take, it with the right kind of characters, <laughs> or in I a juvenile that. book, absolutely like Plastic Man or Metamorpho, sure. Um, but I didn't even like it. He recently did a uh, Martian Manhunter series, uh, yes, mini, and I didn't like that at all either. Um, not only was the, the art, art, not only was the art in that crazy style, but it just it. He typically would hold, like, form for the character throughout. It might be crazy, but it's always going to be. It's always going to look that certain kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just Martian Manhunter's face looked different on every single panel in every single book, and it just it it absolutely drove me. crazy crazy dude <laughs> <laughs> not a, not into the stylistic uh, approach huh not into the uh yeah all no. the covers definitely look totally different which is I, I, like i said i'm interested but i guess i'm just a contrarian <laughs> that yeah, it, 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 heard it here first guys read diagnosing <laughs> with opposition uh defiance disorder oh no not that <laughs> i just like everything guys i just like everything he just <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the second one that I wanted to bring up, it wasn't really a poll. I just it was a picture of the question that I asked mostly joking oh. around, but it did bring up an interesting question. 
Um, I posted a picture of the Transformer Batmobile, and I asked if everyone thought that that was really Batman's true ideal partner. And I did mean it as a joke, but it opened up a bit of discussion. Uh, one angle came that uh, that Robins exist for a reason, and Batman will always have one. And the other is that his best partner, his real one, is Alfred. Which opens up a whole nother can of worms when we mm-hmm. consider that. So, uh, Reed, where do you stand as far as that goes? Do you think that, um, just knowing Batman as you know Batman, would you mm-hmm. say his ideal partner, his best, his true partner would be Alfred, Robin, in any sense of the word, or a sentient Batmobile? Okay, sentient Batmobile aside, because this I'm looking at this Transformers guy and it's got some real big O energy, which that's okay. <laughs> I'm 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 into giant robos, um, right? But I would say I would say Alfred is definitely it. It's his grounding influence, and Robin is actually the reverse. It's the negative version of the Alfred Batman relationship. It's the same thing, but it's opposite, and it's it's much more toxic. <laughs> Okay, all right, Anthony. Where do you where are you land down with that? Alfred, hands down. As I even posted on the off thing, um, yeah, I do agree with really how it from Anthony. does like it does bring him down to a level that we none other character can ever bring him down to to like home him down in a bit. Because if he doesn't have an, an Alfred, he goes a little bit chaotic. Like he yeah. goes over in overtime. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. It brings up the, you know, I mean, we're finally getting around to seeing Batman as a character deal with the fact that he doesn't have an Alfred. And now it's looking like that's going to change the whole universe going forward. Um, do you guys think that we're going to see Bruce Wayne replace that Alfred role? Or is he going to supplement it with? with Barbara Gordon or um, cause obviously the foxes are off the table, so it's not going to be Lucius or Luke or anybody. Um, so he could possibly supplement it with Barbara Gordon or try to do it himself. But uh, wh- what do you guys think he's going to do in the future? I would love if it was Barbara. Oh yeah. She's or- Oracle behind the computer. She can not only, she's not only his Alfred at times, but she's also like, um, Cassandra and Stephanie Brown's um like Alfred and one other person um make them be the Alfred together because honestly Alfred he was a he did a lot done so he's a two person in one no way that Cabal can do it by herself but put her and one other person that's the Alfred because I I can't really see someone else coming in to replace him what do you think Reed I tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a little Oracle swap. We've seen uh, Batgirl and Oracle kind of like, where, where is she going to lie with that? I, I, I mean, I, I think it would be a neat reversal is to make Batman now now make him Alfred to all the other mm. Bat fam. Incapa- maybe incapacitate him uh, yeah. in some kind of way, even if even if it's only temporarily. Like, so he's in the Watchtower. He's in the Batcave stuck in a support role and maybe that's how kind of maybe Damien can kind of swoop in and have a have a place in the world uh after a fashion of course dude i, I really like that mm. angle 
I really like that angle. Um, it's ultimately where we have to see Bruce go. Yeah. In order to make sense in a story, really. He, he's got to step back out of that cowl and hand it over sometime. Even if nobody fills the shoes, somebody's got to fill the shoes, you know. Even if nobody puts on that uniform, he, he's got to be leading a team. I, I would prefer to see it that he is that he is stepping back due to whatever reason. And, um, you know, maybe 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 that's what the uh, Dark Detective arc in Future State will hint toward. Uh, I don't know if this means anything, but I just saw some news that um, there's a, a new Batman Beyond in the works with, um, what's his name, Timothy Chalamet as oh, really? uh, oh. McGinnis and Michael Keaton as old Batman. So maybe they're maybe there's getting some synergy there and one that for that release, maybe he'll transition into that kind of role too. Oh my God. Ooh. That would be amazing. Even if we didn't get the Batman beyond character right now. And it, it, and it, we did have that synergistic move toward having him go into that Oracle, you know, Batman one role, you know, where he, he is the one behind the screen. Hmm. I just, I, man, I think when I think of that, I just, I can't, I can't, the, the stories with all the different Bat family members, the stories that could come out of that with Batman being Batman, but being the one behind the, behind the screens, you know, not, maybe not necessarily making sandwiches for everybody in tea, but, you know, providing, providing the, the repairs, providing the, the tech, providing the GPS assists. Letting him be world's greatest detective. Exactly. Let somebody else do the punch. Get my boy behind the desk. (laughs) I mean, MMA retires uh, way earlier than Batman has. (laughs) Now, before we jump into the books, did anyone else thought that Red Hood and the Outlaws was like like done and last issue? Yeah. Apparently, next week we have. Red Hood issue fifty one. Really, I saw that. I'm like, wait, that's not done yet. Okay, I I could have swore that last issue was solicited as solicited as the last issue. Yeah, because that was that was the one week where there was like there's like two other final issues. It was, yeah, I think that was that that week. That's weird. Well, my my popular Somebody's demand. Somebody's plans. Hey, so, yeah. you know what? I don't care. I'll read a Red Hood book. Does it say who's writing it? Um, let's see. Yes. Um, Sean Martin Barrow. Huh. Okay. All by Tony Atkins. Um, the solicit is a, a new era begins for Red Hood with his uh, um, outlaw days behind him. Just in time, returns home to Gotham City while he plots what's next for Red Hood. He tracks down a childhood friend now living in the hill. As Gotham City reels from the effects of drug war, Reyes finds himself caught in a crossfire between vigilante protector of the historic neighborhood and a rising criminal element intent on seizing the power. Hmm. It sounds like an opportunity for character development is what it sounds like to me because they're kind of just abandoning the whole outlaw thing. So that's kind of cool. But it's um, weird. We haven't we haven't had any real character development uh, other than what we've seen in Three Jokers and the tiny bit that we got in issue number fifty. 
Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of character development with Jason Todd in years. So I'm, I mean, fingers crossed, you know. That's weird because Future State is a two month pause on all stories. So you mm-hmm. would have thought that before Future State starts, they want an all current story. So hopefully this is just a one shot. Uh, it's not a one shot if it's numbered 51. Man, because having that two month gap, that's going to do some damage, in my opinion, to a few of the books and how people are going to feel from going from December to then to March. And don't forget, in December, we also have that one month event, um, Endless, Endless Winter. Winter. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm looking forward well, to that too. Well, it was why- it does seem like a bit of bad planning to to introduce the beginning of a new story and then cut you off from it for three months or four months, you know, uh, before you get another one. But uh, um, I don't know. Issue two, it will probably have a hell of a lot of recap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and uh, with that, I guess we will go ahead and move on to the books. Anthony's going to start us out with Catwoman number 27, priced at $3.99, written by Ram V, with art by Fernando Blanco and FCO Placencia, letters by Tom Napolitano, with the cover done by Joel Jones and Laura Allred. Now, I will admit, when this book was um, Catwoman Fusky Mail two years ago, I didn't get the full Catwoman feel while I was reading it. So I had to go over to Marvel and read Black Cat to get my feline feel you could say that thankfully with the ram v <laughs> i do get that more of a catwoman thieving feel because i saw last issue as she was um stealing some of um like a card um information found out what why she was doing it in this issue how she wanted to know the make model plate all of that fun stuff because this is basically a huge heist issue which I'm like, yes, that's good. I want to see, I want to read a heist issue in a Catwoman book. We get that a little bit in Joel, in Joel on Jones. Um, now, it, it what this issue does go by quick and all, and I, I didn't mind that at all. It was a very quick read. It was fun to actually just like. I read this issue twice. First time, I actually read through it. Second time, I didn't read it. I just looked at the panels to see how they progress from heist panel to heist panel to heist um, um, pan, panel. Because in the beginning, it's actually pretty cool to like see like you see two cars taking off and you see Catwoman in the distance with her like kid gang. Which did they ever come up with, like a name of the like neighborhood that they go by? Um, I want to say it happens at the very end of it. I'm looking for it right now. Give me just one second. I know that some of them have like names, but I wonder if they actually have like a legit like team name like the youth do. I am looking. It's not a the strays. The strays. Yeah, thank you, Anthony or Reed. <laughs> <laughs> So we do see Catwoman and the Strays from which parent panel and how they will take down the heist, which it was a lot of fun to actually just read slash just look through, see how it um, happens, which we do get a little bit of uh, some of the characters that we've met in the 
issue 25, when we actually do meet the whole gang and all, we're just the three kids who are going to rob Selena. We do get a few of their names, like Skin Mark, for instance. He's the first one that we on see. What a name, so huh? <laughs> is, is that a boy or a girl? No. Hmm. I feel like I, I can't even tell. Plus, with, with the names, too, and all. I think that that's a girl. I have to go back and look. I don't know him well enough to rattle that off quite yet. Um, I'm going to uh, say that's a girl. Alright. Yeah. Which, um, if you... It's weird, because actually, if you go to, like, page three or four, the last panel, um, you see, uh, where you see all four, four kids, but then the one on the left side, you, you see, like, someone with, like, a full-grown, like, scruffle, who looks a little bit older. I'm like, you look like you're a little bit too old to be hanging out with some girl. Because my, my my head, I think that these kids are like 17 through 19. This guy, this guy doesn't look like he's at least like in his like mid-20s. Maybe 30s. I don't know what he's doing with these young kids. That's a no-no, Selena. Come on. Eh, I mean, he might be. Have an age limit. <laughs> he might be he might just look older than he is how about that I mean I had facial hair when I was 18 hell I had facial hair when I was 16 I did but it looked yeah, awful sure there's a there's a whole mix of 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 youths we've got we've got big ones and some, there's there's all kinds there's like a little kid there there's like some older ones you gotta have one that can drive a car and stuff you know okay, okay. Sure, sure. and buy and buy beer well to be fair <laughs> from what they're doing is not legal, legal so you don't really need like legal age stuff you don't need someone legal to drive uh, as we see one of them cover, drives right? a truck well, you know, into one of them yeah here's the here's the real thing you got a gang of of, of street of, of street tough youths that's just a win mm-hmm. that's a win every time you you, you, you gotta love that a bunch of scrappy kids they dismantle a van there's kids like running off with the tires and stuff heck yes 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 oh, but that's isn't isn't that why we fell in love with jason todd mm-hmm it was all except I, the tires. Everybody, yeah, it was. That's why I love Jason Todd. I mean, that's what made me fall. I mean, like I was like that. That dude just stole the wheels off the Batmobile. How did how did he do that? <laughs> I thought he was cool as hell, man. Um, and in any case, take us back. So as we do see the heist taking place, as as before, how we saw one of the kids just rams one of the other vans that we're seeing from the bad guys into just destroys that blue van. We have two vans from the bad guys. A blue van and a white van. Now Selena she found the information and she made her own blue van, which she was able to de- she was able to like trick the white van thing, hey, well what you guys just follow us. And that's exactly what happens because as we do see Selena is also with the truck that destroyed the actual blue van from the bad guy, and we see this little. Her face looks strange. For like, it looks a little bit pale, uh, with like two things on the side. At first, I don't know what they are, but after a while, I'm seeing. Oh, she actually has like these like smoke things to help her with breathing. Okay, that's good. It's not like one panel we don't see that next. Oh, now she has it. So I do like how it actually does have that throughout this little of a heist. And after once the smoke comes up, we get this great action scene of Selena kicking ass with her kicks and her punches. 
Now, she's not like the, the best martial artist. However, she is great at what she can do. And that's exactly what we can see. Because in my head, I do see all this playing out in motion with how the fighting is taking place. Now, she destroys them. I always complain how I don't get enough action scenes sometimes. I did get enough. I got two and a half pages of Selena just kicking ass. And she told the kids, hey, take take what you want. We got skedad- we got skedaddle. And we do see that. Because as we said before about taking um, tires, we see one little girl on the left-hand side of the panel. She's taking a tire. She's a little red hood in the making. No, wrong with that. Exactly. You know, I got train them young. Now this next girl, I have, I really forgot her name. Um, I know that they mentioned it last issue. But they really didn't mention it this issue. Um, like the club owner. Do you remember? Uh, not Nahigan. Um, what the heck is her name? Uh, shoot. Nope, I am yeah. completely blanking on that too. I'm very surprised that they didn't Granted, always like it, say it. I'm really enjoying the story. It sounds like I'm not, but I mean, we they they we have just been introduced to these characters. So mm-hmm. I have Tattoo Lady written in my notes. That's not helpful. Tattoo Lady, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I will um, say, so I, in any I, case, I, it's it was it was it's the other drug kingpin in yes Alley Town is the one who she's secretly trying to take down. Right. Which she gets the job done and she does call, she does say the words my streets to tattoo lay lady, which find, we found later that she doesn't like how she used the term, how Selena used the term my streets. I wonder how she's going to like when we use the term tattoo lady. <laughs> mm. Hopefully she's not as mean as what happens later on. Because as we to go back to our white van and our blue van situation, the blue van goes into a little bit of an alleyway. And right when the, the white van says, hey, this looks a little bit sketchy, let's actually see if they're actually legit. Our white, uh, blue van, good guys, they just skedaddle out there as possible. And we also find out that actually the people driving the white van are actually undercover cops. And- dun, dun, dun. And even Hadley f- f- figured out why Selena was taking all of that record because he finds out that they should just switch the the registration from the ledger. Now, ha- Hadley, I don't know how I feel about him quite yet because from like last time issue, we saw like he can be like an ally, but then I feel like before we saw him like a little bit like his background, I want to get. I want to know more of. I want to get like an issue where we actually know his background because I feel like there's more to tell about this guy that meets the eye. And we've seen him since the beginning of even Catwoman back in, in like that and um two years ago in Joe Jones' run. The thing about Hadley, I just don't understand is is he's coming to Selena knowing that she's Catwoman, mm-hmm. and he's presenting himself like he's gonna help her. And in the meantime, he is working hand in hand and really close with the cop to try and bust her. So, I mean, you're 
at first I was like, I don't know why this guy is here, but now I'm like, why is this guy here? What is his motivation? Is he there to assist Catwoman? Is he there to take her down? What if he's there to take her down? What would have been his motivation? He, she stole a a diamond in Via Hermosa from a cocaine overlord and freed a bunch of people. For me, and I could be wrong, but for me, that just seems like something I wouldn't go all the way across the globe to try and track somebody down for. You know, actually. I just I don't know. <laughs> there's definitely a little bit more to meet the eye, which like I'm hoping that we do see that eventually. Hopefully within like the next two, maybe three most story arcs, or even hey, in the next annual. But speaking of Pally, that next morning he gets a package from not Gimmox, um the girl with The girl with the blue hair, the pale girl as well. She's another on another one of the strays. <laughs> yes, another one of the strays. She's she's on her, the one that's always on the skateboard a lot. I probably do tricks a lot better than myself. And she gives Hallie. Oh yes, oh skate girl. Whether it's official or not, that's her name now. Now the notes. Now she gives Hallie a little bit of information of. A um, storage uh, where we can find some. Well, he doesn't know, but that's what hit all of the stuff that sh- she stole. Now, as we see that where Howie is going, we also get a little bit of a. We also get a little bit of information about Father Valley, who we found out from. Was it last year's issue or the issue before then? Uh, I feel like it was a while since we've seen him. Hadley? Oh, no, no. Um, Valley. Valley. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it, it hasn't been a while. Wow, Valley? Um, oh, so last issue then. I want to say it was last issue, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, last issue, and no, he actually saved Selena because, as Tattoo Lady didn't like how she used the word my street, she was going to hire someone to kill Selena. But just when he's about to take the shot, bang. He dies himself from Father Valley. Well, also, he said, saving... No, kitty, that's my kill pie. Exactly. <laughs> He's that for Avengers, which he does one, one of those things where it's like James 4, James 1 14, and gives some little, um, like a little Bible quote. Yes, Bible, the um, verse. Um, which again, he totally reminds me of the pilgrim from. Punch it season two with how he's all religious and at times when he made a kill or whatnot, he would say a biblical verse. And as we see that that guy, Hallie opens up the locker room and also see a few of the bad guys that Selena stole from and all of the fun stuff, mainly Coke. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end with next power plays and Alley Town Strays. All right, what did you rate it, Anthony? I'm getting this one eight, eight point five. It was just a lot, just a no, yeah, an eight point five. It was a fun issue. Um, I enjoyed the art. That you know, I've get read over this issue twice. First time reading, a second time just looking at the parents, just see how it takes place, and I can now wait to get more high slash 
teething issues in the future from Ramvi, whether it's a museum heist or something. All right. Reed, where did you land with Catwoman? Uh, I thought this was this was real fun. This is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the, the heist pages were cool. I could see like just looking at this kind of just you can you can kind of just watch it as a movie and just go through and get get everything. Um, I don't know. There's 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 a lot to like. The strays are cool. Uh, a bunch of a gang of kids is always great. Um, Selena uses her whip, which is also cool. Um, yeah, it, it's good. Uh, it's really kinetic. Um, I like it a lot. I, I give it a, a eight out of ten. All right, I'm with you there. I give it an eight out of ten too. Um, I don't have a whole lot of negative to say about it. I'm I'm interested. Um, I'm very interested now uh, and annoyed at the same time. Uh, maybe that plays hand in hand with each other. But what the hell is going on with Hadley? But I love the fact that we're getting a, a story about Catwoman that's completely independent of anybody else. It's not Batman. It's not her sister. It's not any other villains messing with her. This is a story about Batman or about Catwoman. Excuse me. <laughs> um, that where we get to see her, you know, her character fleshed out. Uh, you know, these these all of these titles are going to be dedicated to her, and I'm I'm excited about reading that because she's a great character, and damn it, she deserves it. You know, uh, Ram V is doing a hell of a job, and and uh, I can't wait to see what else he's got in store for us on that one. And uh, I guess that'll wrap up Catwoman, and we will go ahead and move over to Nightwing seventy six, priced at three ninety nine, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ronan Cliquet and Nick Filardi, letters by And World Design, and the cover by Travis Moore with Alejandro Sanchez. The problem with the Napkin Man is the last thing that Dick said before he was shot two years ago in Batman number 55, changing him into Rick Grayson and eventually a couple other better forgotten personalities like Dickie Boy before recently being restored. Or so we thought. Uh, this action-packed issue, and indeed it was action-packed, is the confrontation set up last issue between Nightwing and KG Beast, the man who pulled the trigger and gave us Rick. KG Beast's entire role here is to redeem himself because apparently Nightwing is the only shot that he's ever missed. However, the issue is a whole lot more than that to me. That isn't to take away from the action that does take place in the issue the fight scene between kg beast and dick takes place over several pages more so to serve the length of the narration but it works here and we get to see nightwing at his finest cliquet and filardi work well together in this issue delivering art that is just there to tell a story it's not meant to draw your eye it complements exactly what is going on in the dialogue boxes littering the pages as Dick not only battles KG Beast, but his very own ideals. It's uh, It seems as though he's, uh, he's trying to figure out exactly who he is. Throughout the fight between Nightwing and KG Beast, B, B excuse me, feels as though she's seeing Dick Grayson for the first time. Though she still loves him, um, it, it, uh, I, I got, I got, a little bit of an impression from the panels and you know the way that she was drawn here that uh even she was a little confused as to who that was in front of her 
I mean, the, the emotions were still there, but it was like she was seeing somebody else. Uh, Dick, on the other hand, uh, he doesn't exactly feel like the Dick we're used to either. After putting down KG Beast, Hutch shows up. And you'll remember Hutch. Hutch was one mm -hmm. of the, he was Red Nightwing uh, when there were the uh, small team of Nightwings that were formed. Uh, Nightwing actually gives him his blessing uh, pending serious training to actually resume being a vigilante. And that seems out of character for him as well. But um, throughout the course, again, throughout that course of the fight with KG Beast, he, he, uh, he seemed to be making some decisions there. Uh, we also see for the first time Dick considering things from Bruce's point of view rather than Alfred's. He lies to be to push her away, doing so thinking that he is protecting her. And that's something that we've seen do, uh, Batman do so many times. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not even a trope anymore. It's, it might as well be a meme. Mm -hmm. um, he white fanged her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the last several pages of this book um, paint a picture of Dick accepting that truth. Uh, that he, I mean, it seems as though he's he's taking Bruce's point of view and running with it from now on. If he's going to be this superhero and he knows that's who he is, if he's going to be that superhero, he can't let anybody get close to him. Not like that. Never again. And um, so it, it it looks like he, you know, we see him crying and uh, he takes takes the mask off and he wipes the tears away he puts it back on and and then he jumps off the roof in that classic bad ass nightwing pose and nightwing is back but he is not the same nightwing as before obviously um i hope that doesn't change the way he talks the way he interacts because a big part of nightwing for me is his perfect sarcasm and his wit when he's fighting so i mean hopefully this this new point of view only affects the only affects the way he looks at relationships. Um, only a time, only time will tell if this is a move in the right direction. The art was great. The story is, the story is good. Um, I'm a little worried about where it might be headed. All in all, I give this a seven out of 10. What did you guys think? I think I might be same with, no, I'm going to actually a six out of 10. I enjoy the art, just how the. I enjoy the art. I like how we get some um, action scenes, of course. But the whole thing was like, just, um, he can't find, he can't like be in love and all whatnot. Like, oh, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, so many other. Like, <laughs> like really? That's what you're going for? Like, I gotta break up with you because my feelings, like, oh my God. If, if if you're with me, you're never going to be safe because people like KG Beast are always going to be coming after me. So in order to protect you, because I love you, I'm going to push you away. I mean, it may be flawed logic, but you have to admit that there is some logic there. I know, but in a world where he lives in with Superman, yeah. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Batman, they all have iconic couples i'm like you can't give me that as a reasoning as uh, saying we can't be together because you'll be in danger like bitch please she's always in danger okay <laughs> yeah. 
like the every character in this world. Look, there's a scene where Nightwing kicks KG Beast, which is I, I can't believe like a thing. Um, but when KG Beast goes like <laughs> flying out the window, there's just a couple just trying to go to dinner. Like, what is her life anyhow? It's already this. Yes. It's already this. Right. Like, teach the girl how to use some tonfas and just move on. Just do it. Right. Or I mean, a taser gun. You know, something. I mean, there's got Batman has all kinds of non-lethal tech. People like, get into train the Bat family. Yes, exactly. People get into the Bat family for much less. Like, just teach the girl kung fu and be done with it. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Like that. That's just a stupid reasoning. Saying we can be together to protect you. Like, oh my. Like that's one of my biggest issue of watching my rewatch of Smallville. Um, so that was his reason to keep not tell people his secret and all. I'm like, oh my, I can if I okay if if I became like a, a superhero, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave my fiance. No, I'm like what? Like no, because you might be in danger. I'm like, she's always in danger. No matter where she's going, like she might be in danger. She lives in a world with Superman. Lex as a bad guy. Joker, she lives somewhere where Joker might attack her. That doesn't mean anything. That means that maybe <laughs> Nightwing can be there to protect her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because now what's she going to do? She's just on her own. It's, he's like, yeah. people still know that you're associated with Nightwing. It's not like the people who would use that are like, oh, they're broke up now. So, like, okay, can we can't kidnap them. Oh, for sure. Up. Did you yeah. verify that on Instagram, dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, between that, between that, and him being able to defeat KG Beast by like basically doing a Bugs Bunny move, um, oh, that was I, epic. I, by the way, yeah, at that point, I just like I just kind of threw my hands up. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Is oh, so we're this? This is, and then yep. he white fang, white fangs his girl. I don't, I don't know. There wasn't enough to keep me interested. This one, I, I'm gonna be a distinker on this one. This is a five out of ten. All right. This, we better see some like some effects. Uh, like in the next couple couple of issues or so, next two or three at most. I want like maybe Barbara to like try and get close to him. And I want him to even push her away. I want him to like push people away. You guys are making me want to drop my score a little bit here. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, you gotta stick, you gotta stick with seven. your gut. Here's the thing. I would probably give this a six. I would probably give this a six if not for the scene you mentioned when there's a moment where he's chasing after her. She goes down the fire escape, and for a second he takes his mask and he takes it off, and you see this like very poignant scene, and then he like does a quick cry. He does like a very manly yeah. two tears cry, and then he's like, <laughs> okay, and then he puts it right back on. It's that it, ugh, like That is like such like... The whole DC world right now is doing like setups and then no follow through, just immediately solved. Because I at that moment I was like, oh my goodness, is he gonna do? Is he not? Is he making a big decision? It's like, oh no, 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 no. It's See, that fine. would be it's game fine. changer, big time. It, it, it's like here's here's a cool problem. Uh, one panel is resolved. There we go. Um, so yeah, eh. um, he did he did beat up KG Beast, which is cool. But his the guy's name was KG Beast. Like I feel I, I felt bad for KG Beast at the end of it because of, of his like, name. My dude was just he was going nuts on him and obviously just toying with him to like flex for his girlfriend who oh, yeah. he just broke up with immediately I, thereafter. I need to kill you. You are the only person I have never never missed before. No, it poor KG Beast. Um, the part that I mean up. I was solid on my seven until you pointed out that he was taken down by a Bugs Bunny move. I mean, he did. I mean, he threw that is so very true. 
Oh, oh. man. So I just like, realized yeah. those are those uh, are not tonfas. Those are Eskrima sticks. Excuse yeah, me. Sorry. Yeah. Fans. Sticks. Excuse me. Actually, it's got a couple different names, but find find my find my yeah. Actually, guys, yeah, I was thinking while well, side handle. Yeah, I actually do have a Twitter. I've tweeted one thing. I, I tweeted a funny quote someone said to me, and that was all I ever did. So maybe I'll dust it off. Maybe I'll dust it off so I can do the pulse. I've decided. Let it be written. Let it be done. All what right. is next? You heard it. <laughs> hey, we got read back on Twitter. Um, all right. Uh, next up is uh, Aquaman sixty five, and that was written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Miguel Mendonca and Romulo Fiardo Jr. with letters by Clayton Cowles, cover by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, and Marcelo Morales. Um. I'm going to warn you now, I read your review and I mean, you recapped it pretty good, but this is definitely one where we had conflicting reviews, man. Uh, ter- take it away, Anthony. Walk us through what you Ooh. thought of Aquaman. <laughs> well, I'm not glad I'll go into it. I did not think this was her last issue. Um, but I was reading it, I'm like, is this her last issue? Because it seemed like it yeah. was, but then I went on Twitter saying that, oh, no, it's not. But, so I was like, what? The, what is it? Because, like, I, if it's not the last issue, I'd be a little bit mad. Only because I know that next issue is Endless Winter. And then we have also Future State. So just like before and all, I'm like, I don't, I want this to be the, the last issue because I don't want a three-month gap. And then just going, basically, like, wait, what's happening now? Hey, there, unless unless there's ink that's dried on contracts, man. Right now at DC, I wouldn't say very many people know exactly what's going on. No, yeah, sad but true. But as also I said with the last issue, I did not like how it ended with him just saying, "Oh, who's going to call out to?" Because we do see who he gets called out to, and we do see it to the old gods, which, you know, that does make sense. We see it to Jackson and uh, Mecca Manta, which, again, that makes sense. So, of course, next um, few, next page, which it does look nice and all, we do see both of them, but who is that we see as well? We see the Justice League. And why are they there? Who did, how does he call out to them? Please tell me, like, what, like, I can talk to a fish now. Well, no, 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 no. It's not. See, he's not talking to fish. He has telepathic communication with the the things of the ocean, right? Which is what gives him telepathic communication to the old gods. Well, he's also a member of the Justice League, which gives him a permanent telepathic communication through John Johns with the Justice League. It's the telepathic nine one one man. I, I... Splained. <laughs> that, that, that that's just forced because I feel that there's somewhere like a loophole, like again with like how I mean, it happens. It's, it's like... not it's not the strongest knot there, buddy. But I mean it, that is that is just the 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 you know that is just the kind of like the thing that kind of lingers in the background that creators use to explain how they contact each other without the use of batman you know i mean john john john's martian manhunter's telepathic communication between all of active members of the justice league here's the real question who's that guy with that flaming head i'm I'm really into him 
he's got a big volcano head, and I'm very interested in that. So that's. I think we should get a list an issue on him. Uh, uh, <laughs> or, or yeah, is he one there's... of the new gods? I mean, the old, old gods? I think so. There's a bunch of crazy characters in here, and I love every single one of these fishy boys. Oh, man. They are all awesome, man. Um, my personal, like, out of everything, that's all of the new characters that have come out uh, recently, my favorite is Dolphin. And I, I just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll save my under- comments to the end of it, but... There's I want to see more Dolphin, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all the people that when you're standing there and you've got the Justice League that are like coming in from the top and you've got the giant sea creatures and stuff, the people who are standing immediately behind Arthur, um, those are all new gods. Okay. Or not Wait, new gods, excuse gods? me, old gods. Yeah, I understand. I'm like, oh, no, whore. Which that next uh, page with one the top panel. That's the issue. You, you find most issues you have at least one worthy poster or poster worthy panel. And that's what we have. Like, man, that just looks like a gorgeous panel. If I poster, that would be, if I was a, a big Aquaman fan, that'd be hands down one thing I'll be aiming to buy. Because I think that looks amazing, especially with Aquaman in front center of it all. Um, and we do get a little bit of a fight between um, Aquaman and Oam, which while they're fighting, they're also, both trying also like get like Lorna to be on their own side. Whether Aquaman wants Lorna to be away from Mera to let her free, while the other one, it, while Oam is trying to make sure she like so stays into um, Mera, and as he finds out that actually he's losing the battle. He's trying to like, get his team, his army to come out and attack. But his army wants to see how this plays out. See, should he really be the leader? Should they be following him? Or are they just blind, faithful lawyers? Like, followers. Which he does not like that one bit. So then they have a nice little screaming match. And at that time... Do we get a name for this scaly dude that looks like he he's badass? What the uh, one the leader of the 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 Dagon Dagonites? Yeah, um, the short blonde hair guy with scales, but then a fan for an ear. He's one of the uh, what are they called? The changed or whatever they the, it's like the sea, the undersea mutants. He's I think. Do we get a name for him? Uh, he's I don't got know. a name, and I'm completely. Wow, today is not a pilot. That's his name. Dang it. Yeah. Thank you. Which we do see him draw. So he, he was able to convince. <laughs> Man, I kind of wish like they were, we see a little more both Dawson and Pilot. Because uh, Pilot, he looks like he can have some great stories. I think Pilot and Dolphin as a, as a duo should get their own mini. Yes. The DC needs more mini size for sure. As we see, Pat was able to um, convince Lornia to get away from her, and doing so, that did free her. And, sh- and Lornia went straight and gave Dolphin a nice hug, which I still don't even know what Lornia can actually do. I guess she can make people say so. I don't really know what she did from last issue. 
and I still don't know her what her powers are. I feel like she's somebody unique. And that's the one unique, I feel like, at least give us a good page or so, tell us what they can do, or maybe a little bit origin if possible. If not, again, at least tell me, what is she, what can she do? I don't be like, I, I don't like guessing on, hey, what can this character do? Because I have Clearly no Clearly defined idea. power sets, dang it. Yeah, exactly. That's all I need in life. And, just, and she, she with all defined power sets for all the characters. And we do see actually Orm, he's been defeated. And at this point, we're halfway through the issue. Oh, but he's not defeated by action. He's defeated by words. Dun, dun, Which, dun. like, oh, okay, okay. You know what? Uh, every, every once in a while, the bad guy needs an ass kicking. But every once in a while, the bad guy needs an actual moral lesson taught. That's exactly what happened. Which it kind of reminded me of the Aquaman movie where after Jason Moore kicked... Now I'm blanking on, on the actor's name. Ocean Master. No, no, I mean the guy who played him. Eh, that doesn't matter. Patrick Wilson. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson! As he was able to trick w- w- Wilson, I mean, defeat w- Wilson, he defeated him with words as well, and which quite a bit in Aquaman uh, for the longest time. I feel like we do get a little bit hints and like references to that movie, which... I'm all for I'm all for it. Maybe this means that in the movie we get um Caldra. Though I don't want to see that fist pump that we do get between Aquaman and um Caldra. Well, I mean I'm um, Jackson. I don't want to Caldra. What? What was wrong with the fist bump? There was nothing wrong with the fist bump. To me, bump it just makes Aquaman more like was Superman. <laughs> The fist bump went there, out there like hasn't, there, honestly throughout this book there has not been a whole lot of there's been a lot of attempted but there has not been a whole lot of Aquaman Aqualad connection man and like that was like the so we fist pump for the connection yeah come on I mean a yeah nerd. I mean he's, I've, he's dude, I got nerd. I got a seven and a five, almost five year old that fist bump for connection yeah. you Hell know yeah. I mean they fu- oh. they they hug too but. Yeah, I mean that's just because they're low. Yes, that's okay for little kids. I feel like once you get a certain age, that fist bump dies down. It's it's more like that, or you like the uh, the whole like um elbow. <laughs> they're, underwater, at the, um, man. they're underwater. Like, you can't do a good clap. You after, don't get a good okay, snap. so after a certain age, you can only get do high fives or elbow bumps. Yes, what is, the, you, what, what is the age cut the off cutoff. for the fist bump? Flash. Okay. Dabs. Unfortunately, we used to myself... call this dab. See, you, it didn't used to be a dance move. This... <laughs> anyway, I want the cuff should be once you get the age of thirteen. I'm sorry. Once you get have the the harsh. word teen harsh take in your up. age, oh, like no more take. fist pump. Somebody sound like, an alarm. Man. Ah. <laughs> oh. You insulted me. Well, we know what you feel about fist bumps. What did you think about the the, the rest of this tale? (laughs) Well, as we just learned about how the um, Dagon connect with the ones who actually stayed and helped rebuild Atlantis, they became one with them. And we do see them uh, both working together to rebuild the community, which is nice because which means that both we do confirmation that Pilot and Dolphin, they are in um, 
Atlantis, the learning, and Magnus is some sort of like class. But hey, at least now we know that they are in um, Atlantis, so we might see them in the near future. The one thing we really didn't get much of, because in last issue, we saw Marco like talk, maybe like break out um, Mother. I want to call it Sangria, but that's totally wrong. Mother Shark. Mother Shark's no. a character. <laughs> no, um, who's the one that always gave Mara attitude? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. That guy. Something. Yes. Well, I can't her name is. <laughs> she reminds me of that lady He's, from Game of Thrones. So, so um, this week. I don't know. Remember comics? What? Can't remember anybody, man. <laughs> Yeah, the man bat. Well, <laughs> mother, what her last name? The one who's who's a bitch in the beginning of the run. That's a great definition of her because she really was. We never get what was the happening of that. Like what came to be that. So I wish we got a little bit of a closure, because with this being like, as we're all assuming, the last issue of whether um Kelly's run or Kelly's story arc. I wish we got that. But now let's move on to what happens next, which we see Andy, which uh, like we see Andy, Aquaman, and Mara, and we see them happy, happy family, which I actually did love this part because I do enjoy when we do see our, our characters be a little bit relatable with how they are as a family. I'm like, yes, I whether it's in Batman, super, I love when Superman is more of a clock and a dad than anything it's just such a great moment with the character that's not used as much as, as it should be and as Kelly just screams like as we get a little bit um thing about um that the, uh, something, something bad is happening we see Aquaman he's throwing um Andy to to um Kelly and how high do you think that they are I mean, how high do you think that that was? Because I feel like in the panel it doesn't look that high, but then the panel before, I feel like she was a little bit higher at that point. I don't know. I mean, they're on a giant cliff. Which I'm like, you know, if, if she's throwing at least like twenty, I mean, ten, fifteen feet. I mean, Andy is one lucky baby because that must be a lot of fun when your baby just be thrown that high up. That's a super baby, right? That's fine. It's fine. It's part super baby. She's about having the time of, of the life, too. Getting flown by um, Callie. And so we do see, actually, they're both racing down, down, down to a ship that's being attacked by a Kraken. Because we even do see somebody is above with one of the um, tentacles. He's, and they are trapped. Which, surprise, is actually part of the wedding. Which I have to reread DC Rebirth universe because didn't they propose that long ago? I feel like that question of do you um like should we get married was like almost four years ago, almost almost five. So I'm glad it's that we find it's been a long time. But it's Aquaman and Mara, so there's not a whole lot of buzz on the will they or won't they, you know? It just feels so. <laughs> If this book was ending, then yes, this would be nice, but I feel as if this should have been a little bit more. Like, I feel as if this is a big thing that's happening. 
and and it just ha- and it just like happens in like one two two and a half pages basically I see because it's not for when oh, I know for sure this book was actually legitly ending or not can't really say oh this should have been an oversized issue because then that'd be mess up if it's not ending and we do dig it next issue like oh that this should have been over this should not oversized but that being said on the side I give it a 6.5 um, I think I'm going with a 6 now only because I am a little bit annoyed that the wedding is re- just a small pod I what, do you're like, dropping the, it down even lower. <laughs> yes, because yeah, it was amazing. He is the, brutal. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but during in his day job, Anthony works as the executioner at Disney Parks. Anybody yes. that that uh, play, yeah. that plays the character over there that falls out of line, they they lose <laughs> their job, but they also lose their head. And Anthony's yes. the guy that takes care of that. And if I'm they lose their head, they also lose their head. That's too, you know. You, mm. Ooh, that's just that's, the that's way a that big it works. one. That's a big problem. <laughs> All right, Reed. Um, Anthony is has uh, no holes barred. Told us exactly what he thought of this week's Aquaman. Where did you land? Um, well, we landed in pretty much the same place, but I I think our just our kind of feelings are a little bit different. I don't have a whole lot of um connection, so this is. I kind of just walked in. I have. I'm. I'm not current on Aquaman at all, but I, I did read this one. Um, okay. And even for me, I, not knowing the story at all, this is still kind of a lame wrap up. Um, Thank I, you. I, I think it's kind of funny that Worm. I, I don't. If you're saying that he was goading Aquaman to call out in the last one, like that's like that's like his his whole his whole thing. His whole thing is like. Like calling calling out to like creatures and whatnot. So like, I mean, weird flex, but okay. Um, right. I mean, I'll give you that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, do that one thing that you're turbo good at, my dude. Just do it. It's fine. No, no one will come. I mean, you could talk to I everything in the ocean, but like, you. it's fine. Uh, that being said, I liked it. I had a, I had a good time. Um, just kind of looking at all of the wacky sea creatures, I am really interested in like dolphin and pilot, like the those kind of the the designs, and that they're they're in brief interaction. Kind of there are kind of a couple of panels there. Uh, really got me excited to learn more. Um, if anything, I'm very excited about this, like the whole Aquaman world. Cause there's like a lot of new concepts that I was being introduced to my busy, biggest experience with Aquaman is like the old justice league cartoons where he oh, was no. yeah, oh, yeah. Riding a seahorse. <laughs> yeah. All those good ones. Um, Who's and, new? and the, the kind of the movie, I mean, I know a little bit here and there, um, but now, nobody can fault you for that. I mean, he's not exactly what people would call a mm. mainstream character. Right. Um, that like, and it, but the thing is, is like the things that caught my interest, uh, in the movie is like the, the wacky stuff. Uh, and you, mm-hmm. like you were saying, um, Orm is kind of like pitch perfect to Patrick Wilson in the movie. Um, oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. He, 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 it perfect, perfect personality match. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't mean, think I was on a, missing... on a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man level. Right. Exactly. Um, so I kind of felt like kind of right at home. I was like, oh, this is just the wrap up. Um, but it was really fun to look at. I, I like all the crazy creatures. Um, but I, w- I didn't really engage at, at all with anything other than 
the the scene with the breakfast cereal. I thought that was good. I'm I'm with Anthony there. I that's the kind of stuff I like to see. Um, is like the king of the ocean who like hangs out with like giant octopuses and stuff eating cereal. Like, yeah, okay. I actually I had initially written down six point five, but now kind of remembering a couple of these things, I'm actually gonna take Anthony's Ooh. downward half and add it to my score. This is seven now, baby. That volcano head right. man, he really did it for me. <laughs> All right, man. So we are going to count, I suppose, because this um, I've been a little critical of Aquaman because uh, Aquaman Aquaman is a badass character. Okay, the character is awesome. I'll give you that. But that means that the person writing them has to be really careful about what they do. Now, Kelly Sue DeConnick and her run, she has she's done an okay job. And I've pretty much given her straight sevens throughout because of that. It's been enjoyable. It's been good. It's kind of been all over the place because I feel like she wanted to cover so much. I can see that. Um, Right. So we got a lot of knots that are kind of being tied up all together here, which makes it a little confusing for somebody jumping right into it. Um, But uh, the fact that we did get a lot of the knots tied up, um, I enjoyed that. The one thing that I did not enjoy the one thing that jumped out at me and knocked this down a bit uh for me in aquaman was that the 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 wound was damn near fatal at the end of the last issue and the moment everyone shows up all of a sudden he's like et and heals himself and he can fight again he's just got like this red mark across him yeah now all of a, now all of a sudden he didn't get stabbed through the chest he got rick flared and <laughs> it's that same thing with Hawkman too. He was like totally dead. And then he was like, Oh wait, yes. I just, I decided not yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, that just, I don't understand. And, and with Hawkman, I mean, that was with a dagger. Okay. So Hawkman, he's a warrior from he's a big, thousands he's a big and boy. thousands of years. He's, he's a, a big chest. boy. Aquaman's not a little dude either, but he got stabbed all the way through to yeah. the hilt with a gigantic sword. Yeah, it's a big one. He should be hurting, not in any place to get up and fight Orm. Because Orm, while his personality may be a little weak, he's not physically, you know? Yeah. Um, the, so that part I was a little disappointed in. The rest of it, though, not. Not at all. Um, the art is gorgeous from every aspect. Um that panel where Arthur is jumping out and cracking uh, Orm's helmet, that panel is so, so gorgeous. It's like a half-page splash, man. You see the veins popping out in his neck, and his tattoos look really good. Um, they even roll with the muscle. That's 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 awesome, dude. The, the colors are cool. The white flash for the impact, I like it. It's a lot of fun uh, to look at I, this, this whole I book. feel like obviously that there were a lot of political undertones that went on in this book that I really dug and resonated with. Um and uh you know I'm I'm I, I really like that. I love what they're doing with the Aquaman world. And it does seem like it is a goodbye. The last the the bubbles, the narration that goes throughout the book is from Mother Shark. And um, in my opinion, uh, though the narration is from the character Mother Shark and she's saying goodbye, uh, basically throughout the book, telling us what kind of person Aquaman is, Arthur Curry, 
And um, the very last part of it says, we will see each other again. Until then, thank you for the memory, Arthur Curry. It will surely light up my gardens, whatever dark days may come. So, I mean, it very much, it, it tied up all the storylines that it needed to. Um, the art was there. Uh, we got an awesome kind of like behind the scenes authors, creators goodbye with a promise that she is coming back. So that maybe, maybe after future state, she will return to the book and there will be other people who are handling the title in between then. Or it could be a while. I don't know, but I I enjoyed it. And um, matter of fact, man, I I'm giving it an eight. Ooh, I mean, it's 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 my probably my favorite Aquaman title of the year. Hmm. It's my pro- probably my favorite Aquaman issue of the year. Excuse me. I'm saying title of the year. I mean, titles with it. And um, and just the just the subtle ways that she worked those political uh her political message through the book i mean she's 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 damn good at her craft let me just put it that way there you go and um speaking of political messages we've got a uh we've got another issue to cover over here and that's something that's very closely tied usually with political messages and that is rorschach number two Oh, yeah. at 499 written by tom king with art by jorge fornes dave stewart and darren robinson with letters by clayton cowles the cover was by jorge fornes and peach momoke peach momoko excuse me reed you want to walk us through rorschach absolutely so we open the shot opens lewis tower in the rain it's where you put those sound effects <laughs> it's where our issue begins. The home of Will Myerson, supposed identity of attempted assassin. Um, I'm not going to do the bit the whole time. But so... Oh, darn it. I was really <laughs> hoping you were going to do Ooh, man. We can, we can do it. Uh, okay. I, I muted my mic. I was scooting back. I was in I was into it. Ooh, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, okay, well... I, when number three comes around, I'll do up a whole bit. We'll get the thing. I'll get some nice, a nice tune, a little jazzy. Woman walks into my office, that kind of thing here. But so that's right. kind of the vibe of this. Looking whole, forward to it. The, the the vibe of this whole book is it, it really you op- that opening shot there, and you're you're right in. We're we're in kind of a a '70s police drama. Like here we are. Um, so this is the apartment, Lewis Tower. Graphically it? speaking, it's very immersive. Yes, <laughs> indeed. It it it, it sets that the tone is just kind of right there. So, um, we see Lewis Tower. We go in, and we have a detective. I don't believe he's I actually looked. I don't believe he's named anywhere, which is kind of interesting and intriguing. Um, for something yeah, coming. I don't think. I don't think that we've gotten the names of any of the investigating yeah. officers and i believe there's nope. actually two of them yeah um, that we haven't gotten the names of yet because i had i had when i was writing the review i couldn't rem- I, I didn't know what his name was i didn't have it in my notes so i just kept writing a detective and i went back through both issues to look for it and it's never mentioned which is kind oh. of interesting um our, our detective does kind of have I, we're in the watchman universe so my mind is 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 running through and it's got a he's got like an right. owl man look to him if I'm saying so. So anyhow. Oh yes. He kind of has he kind of, speaking speaking of Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yes. Goes around. So this <laughs> Will Myerson and... character, he is that a writer and creator yes. of the Pontius Pirate character 
which is very popular. And we see in billboards scattered throughout little articles uh, that they're being turned into a, a movie um, with, I guess, whoever is there. This universe's Johnny Depp is, is the, the, the Pontius Pirate character. Right. <laughs> um, so this is the supposed man that they found uh, who was shot to death in the previous issue and the woman in the pirate and the um, cowboy getup with the mask. Uh, they know who she is. They've got a prince. So this is the apartment. And this issue is basically all it is is this detective talking to a couple of people in Will Myerson's apartment. And that me describing what this issue is does it a complete disservice because the ways in which the story and just the panels work with the colors we see we see the woman walking through the hotel and the detective following after investigating he's walking through empty rooms where events happen and we're seeing them simultaneously uh, on the page and it's never confusing you always know exactly what's going on there's a ton of narration boxes but uh, for me at least there was never a moment where it felt like a drag so okay here we go Next page is full of white boxes. I, I, it kind of went by because there's. I, I feel. I feel as though the. I feel okay because that that is also you, you say that and that's normally something that I would complain mm-hmm. about. But I feel like the character here, the main character in this book, is the narration. And the dialogue is so few and far between that our story basically comes from the art and the yes. narration. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I don't have an issue with it here. It, it, see, it and serves it, a stylistic. Write it down. I just gave Tom King a compliment. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, here we go. We're in, we're in, we're in uh, bubbly waters again. Um, but yeah, I think the art and the the story are really do a great job working hand in hand. I think the pacing. Uh, felt really great you're getting clues and uh you know the best part about a mystery is being if, if the author can give you just enough clues to keep you one step ahead and at the very end do a complete little switcheroo uh, which is basically what happens um you know in this book it, it's it's a it's a self-contained story it's letting us know more about the world um and at the same time posing many more questions there's lots of mysteries here uh and i'm very excited to see where this is going i would have if you would have told me that uh, there's a new rorschach book coming out that i i don't know i didn't know they were making this and i wouldn't have been excited about it but at, at this point i'm I, I feel like the tone is exactly pitch perfect the vibe is right we're in the watchman universe anything kind of seems like possible there's just kind of a a sense of dread hanging over the whole book which is um really impressive because there's not a whole lot we don't have a whole lot of information so far and i'm already completely invested um for me this one got a Mm -hmm. 9.25 out of 10 nine and a quarter wow a quarter i was i'm as shocked as you guys were i had a great time all right, Anthony, what did you think of Warshak? Uh, now, before I give, um, there's a one, two, three. All right, so there's a page, um, page four or five, when we see, like, um, with, like, how a little bit the date went. Do you, do you think, like, that dialogue uh, was a little bit of, um, 
him telling how Tom King was from Batman to now. Because how he says, um, I drew it, and some of the people think it's well, which is fine, but I don't anymore. It's, it's, I'm working on other things, more mature work, I think. Oh, I feel like that's Tom King, just because like most of his stuff is more you're, black you're label. Think, you're wondering if that. It, yeah, if you're wondering if it's like meta text, yeah, like he's yeah, that's meta textual. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I'm not gonna put words into his mouth. It very well could just be the character as well. It could be Tom King. It could be Tom King. Um, hopefully, hopefully, that's how he feels about Omega Man for even thinking about killing Kyle Rayner. I'm just... <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt um, uh, here, but I did want to get this point no, before I forget ahead. about what? it because there is a part where uh, Will Myerson is the comic author where he gets his ass whooped and immediately gets up and starts draw- drawing a comic. And mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to say, like, there- there's kind of like a very funny trope in music where you try to play... like. There is like a gag where you try to play like the worst thing possible, but the thing is, is you have to know what's bad to make something extremely bad. It's like a funny gag right. kind of thing, and that right, comic right, right, right. inside of this comic is written so poorly and so transparently. I have to say, like that's that's a great piece of writing to be able to write something that obviously and like verifiably terrible. It. See now, if it it does feel verifiably, and that's how we would see it right now. But to me, um, so I'm just gonna put this out there. This I'm not gonna share my whole opinion, but this 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 book so far, one and two, um, it's chronally a little confusing. You don't know exactly when where it's happening. You know, um, it could be right now. It could be in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Well, don't, don't forget last issue we got a, we got a year though twenty twenty. Oh yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, but it's twenty twenty, but it's it's very it's very mixed up. And so I mean, we've got guys and things that look like from fifty yeah, years true. ago, right? So our new strips, that could be where our comic books are at still in the backs of newspapers. And that's what that kind of pulpy um, pulp fiction type comic strip, you know, that's when that, that type of shit would have been very appealing to, to, to people, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that, I think that that campiness, I think that that may have been intentional. Yeah. Mark that again, twice in one podcast. I gave Tom. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) <laughs> my influence, my stinkerisms. Which you do have a good point. Where like how like it's weird going from last issue because I was very intrigued on where we're gonna go with the story with like Russia because I he's someone I want to know some more about. To this issue, well, he it's weird because I'm I'm conflicted. Like so far within two issues that we've got, I'm like I'm down on this issue. But however, if I just think of, of this issue as a whole. I really dig the issue with like one. I like the artwork. I like how the story took place, with like like the art did wonders for it. Um, and who do we say was it was um Horfner? Like he did a very great um job 
because something like it just how like how de- like the transition from one panel box to another panel box to another panel box. I like that when we do see a little bit like a little bit of different stuff in it. It helps like when I'm reading the comic, helps it be like a motion yeah. comic basically that's what we got like for quite a bit from the flashback boxes through the fight scene it took definitely two reads for me to actually enjoy it um not saying that that's a bad bad thing no 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 no. it's it's a heavy read you're right it is yeah i mean it's like look the first straight up like i bet you right now you think it's time to give reviews but we're only halfway through the issue Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a heavy read, <laughs> yeah. Are, but it's it's. I mean, it 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 really is. But once you go back and you get, I mean, if you're not a Watchman kind of universe fan, then Watchman kind of, Watchman kind of stories aren't gonna work for you. But if you can get into that, and I mean, more than just the Zack Snyder movie, which which I did like, I like I like both the book and the movie. What? Yes, I. You can like both of them. I promise. Um, uh, if 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 you were a Watchmen fan, if you read Watchmen and you went, whoa, after after you got done reading that that first time, and you fell in love with those characters, man, then this kind of book is gonna. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to make comparisons between, and I won't because Alan Moore is a comic god and Tom King is one of my nemesis. But um there's there's a lot of parallels here, man. I yeah. mean, he is he's so good at writing this shit. I mean, it, it it's almost hard to tell the difference in the style. Now, this the the like the lady with, with the let's gun let, Let's let Reed finish the 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 review here before we uh before we go on. Oh no, I, I did I did my it. score. I interrupted An- we actually oh, yeah. interrupted Anthony's. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I yeah. thought I thought we were halfway through the issue here. No, I was not in so quarter. dense. I I was I was sure that there was more to it. <laughs> okay. Now, my bad. The lady with the gun at the end of the issue. Is she uh-huh. a new um character cuz I'm not too familiar with the whole Watchmen universe and all, but she like new uh to my knowledge yeah 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 i mean this is like a partner to rorschach that we've never known see that's what i thought i'm like i didn't know if they had one but like Uh, not 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 as far as we know but we don't even know that's really rorschach oh yeah two issues in and i cannot want to know what this overall story is Mm. because like it definitely has me always wondering like what's happening next now because like the issue is good now but now i want to like remember the phase the remember off of the dead body the costume the mask that they got it was one of the cheap costume variety the ones that everyone can can buy yeah the ones that did not move it wasn't the real mask yeah they they yeah they showed that that's that whole scene well that does not you know just same thing in this issue too if them thing to um says the um same because we flip the um panels all the um inking the ink blocks they all they all, they all on the same position mm-hmm. um, in every panel mm. yep you're right they sure are I'm, I'm i'm zooming in and looking and i mean that's gotta be intentional 
I mean, if you're drawing oh, yeah. Rorschach with just a white face with black spots on it, you're and that small, you're you're taking the time to make sure that they're in the right spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that is a, uh, not to mention the character in that comic that we we um, were discussing. The citizen looks exactly like Rorschach, except with a blank face, which I also thought was pretty true. interesting. That is interesting. And here, here, I wasn't thinking of Rorschach with the blank face. I just sat there and looked at him and like, huh, the mirror shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> but, uh, all right, Anthony, what did you give this? I'm giving this one a 7.5 out of 10. No, wait, an 8. Ooh, okay. Both fair scores, I think. Yeah, um... I am Rorschach number one. I was a little iffy on man, but uh, I'm in. I'm in. I haven't liked any of Tom King's work in a long time. Mm, And I mean, a long time. I'm even going, I'm even going back and giving the Omega men another read through just to be fair to the guy. Um, but, uh, uh, this this I, I mean it's number two and it's sealed the deal. Yeah. I I enjoy the hell out of this. I really really like it. Um, again, I'm seeing a lot of strong parallels in the writing style here used between uh, Tom King and Alan Moore. Um, I feel like this is legit Watchmen. I I liked it. Eight out of ten, man. Nice. Yeah, it feels like he's had this story in his head for a while. It does, it does, it does. And I mean, the whole CIA connection thing, He's, I'm sure he's got lots of mysteries that he, stories in mind. Heck yeah. So what's up next? Well, up next is uh, Batman 103. Uh, we got some mysteries getting solved here. Mm-hmm. Ghost stories. Um, <laughs> priced at three ninety nine, written by James Tynan the fourth Carlo uh, art by Carlo Pagalayan, Danny Miki, Gillen March and David Barron with letters by Clayton Cowles and the cover by Jorge Jimenez and Tomu Mori. Ghost stories. Part two fleshes out the story that we began to see uh, last issue. This went in a slightly different direction than I thought it would. Yeah. But the end result is the same sort of. It's all about the newbies in this issue. Ghostmaker and clown hunter. We're getting a really good glimpse at these characters, including the new the new Harley, if you will, mm-hmm. on her road to redemption, sort of. <laughs> uh, the art is split about halfway through the issue with Pegalion and Mich- um, Mickey bringing their A game in March, offering his signature style. And as usual, it is beautiful. Baron's colors only add to how good this book looks, and it is done in all the right ways uh we open up to the gobi desert in a flashback to many years ago of bruce meditating on the anniversary of his parents death under the tutelage of the desert kings though bruce tries to dissuade Ghostmaker, who just happens to show up on the desert uh, he tries to talk him out of fighting it seems that their history dictates otherwise, and they're just going to have to duke it out every time they cross paths. Um, up until this point, I thought that there was this... It would. I think it would have been better. I think it would have been better if Ghostmaker was the guy that just 
whooped the snot out of Bruce every single time. And Bruce was yeah. like, look, dude, you can have the rest of the world. Give me Gotham. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would have been good. Uh, it feels more like now after all of this, and I'll get to more of it, but uh, it feels more like this is the guy that just won't go away. He's the gnat that Bruce has to keep keep swatting at. He's a very, very dangerous gnat, but he's a gnat nonetheless. Um, so uh, that changes things for me a little bit. In any case, uh, uh, presently speaking, the Ghostmaker and Batman are still going at it on the rooftop. Uh, remember from last issue, Ghostmaker was trying to take out Clown Hunter. That has not changed at all. Ghostmaker sure has some tech. Uh, Batman warns Barbara how dangerous his ghost net is and that it could eat Oracle for breakfast. Here's also where gasp. One of another one of my predictions was wrong. I had assumed that Batman had suffered many defeats at the hand of this enemy, but it turns out that he's actually beaten him every single time since he was 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, um, Ghostmaker seems to have always been the first to master the new styles of fighting and has the better technology, but Bruce always comes out on top. Um, Ghostmaker rattles off a few huge crimes that he shut down after landing, but before exiting his plane. He then goes right after Clown Hunter, but Batman stops him. Clown Hunter escapes to his previous target, um, the one he was watching the YouTube videos on how to make homemade rocket <laughs> for, uh, he, he, uh, he escapes over to Harley's place. Their confrontation is just about as good, if not better than the rest of the issue, I think. I picture Clown Hunter as having some sort of mental or developmental issue, and I think that's a scar that's on his head, not just a haircut, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> helmet markings match it, in fact. Um, in any case, the dialogue between the two characters as they clash was really enjoyable. Harley is cementing herself as a good guy, and Clown Hunter lets us know that he calls his weapon a bat bat. Very good. Very Dude, good I laughed like out loud when I was like, he calls it a bat bat. And then he repeats that he's like, yeah, bat bat. I thought that was wicked. Batman answers every single crime. Um, after Ghostmaker follows uh, Clown Hunter into Harley's apartment, uh, Batman answers every single crime that Ghostmaker has solved, revealing that he actually hampered going after even bigger guns. So Ghostmaker did not do the smart thing. He messed up. Batman was in it for the bigger picture. Uh, and uh, ultimately, Ghostmaker's response to that is to shoot uh, a dart at Bruce that hits him in the neck. And Ghostmaker is the last man standing. Everybody is down. So I'm I'm really into the whole Batverse thing. And if all of these arcs end up panning out into nothing, if the status quo does not change in these books and we don't get a new way of them all working and working together, I promise you no one is going to be more disappointed to, than me. Uh, <laughs> I swear that to you. Uh-huh. If you've ever heard me on any other kind of book other than a bat book, and they don't do that in the bat books, you're going to hear me talk some mad shit about the bat books. Uh, 
that said, so far, I'm in, man. Uh, I'm giving this issue an 8.5 out of 10. I think I'm going to be a little bit down than you. Um, I I did enjoy um, Ghostmaker only for some at first, but I don't know. I feel like I didn't like wow me as much as we've had the past few issues. Um, something about the whole back, the whole, whole history and all as well. I I'm gonna say seven out oh seven out of ten, but I feel like they they just hyped him up for a little bit too much, and it didn't really ultimately give us what we what we um. Wow, just I thought, and also in this issue, we do see like um Holly and her dialogue is not as good as what we had got. Like mainly the peak of the dialogue from um Tyrant with Holly, hands down. Joker War with just like with what she was saying was like deep and how she was the voice of reasoning was um not nice. Well, I mean, the Joker War was an extreme time, too, and I think everybody was a little different. I mean, Batman was in full costume in the daylight, you know? So things were things were a little extreme. You act a little different during extreme times. I don't want to see Harley completely changed into a new person. I just want to see her grow a little bit, you know? Shed the ditzy idiot shit. She can still be crazy. That's part of her. That's part of her. Yeah personality is that she's crazy just don't be a ditzy mm-hmm. idiot she's yeah. smart it, she's yeah, a damn right. psychologist it, she's she's a good enough psychologist that they let her go after the joker which i mean that that should yeah. come with some heavy credentials right mm-hmm. so i mean she's not an idiot don't let her be portrayed as an idiot the um just side note the whole sam humphreys thing yuck. yeah you know i mean the way that he wrote her he just made her a bubblegum yes. idiot, and that's not Harley. That's never been Harley. No, that's that's stupid. And that, that I mean, you that if you want to write a character like that, then invent a new one. Don't she, don't don't ruin yeah, it. And, exactly, exactly. Well, because she's such a, I, she's such a sticky character. So like, you know, when 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 she appeared in the book, like for the in the last issue, I was like, okay, all right. How is this gonna roll out? And and for me, I I really liked her interaction with the landlord in the last issue. I liked her interaction in this um, with Clown Hunter. I feel like they've kind of nailed at least the things that I like about Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. In in this, whereas I'm like, oh, okay. oh, she's yeah, well, she's fine. You're like, oh, she's fine though. She's done a couple of murders, but like, oh, she's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I had her. I It'd still be Harley, but. So yeah, I I like the Harley stuff. I, the thing I, I have to agree with Anthony, I feel so let down. I was getting so excited about Ghostmaker. I was getting so excited. He was so cool. And about how badass he was going to be. Yes. And then to mm-hmm. be to be then like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, I beat him up every time. Like those those three times that you saw what he kicked my ass. That was the only times those ever happened. I was on Batman after that forever after. I and then to also It'd be smarter than him. I feel like is a bit much. I would have liked. I'm fine with Batman either being better, like martial artist, or 
like a better like detective. I don't love that they made right. Batman better at both. Like his yes. his way to beat Ghostmaker was like, oh, I already beat you. I beat you before you even started because I'm I'm fucking Batman. Well, Batman. Okay, we got Batman. Did, I think just hold on, hold on. Say. Did is is is. Is there anything that clearly says that Batman's tech is better than Ghostmaker's tech? Well, okay, no, so, okay, so you have that. He said that beware Be- of the ghost net, but like all because, the ghost because, net, it didn't, yeah. it didn't net him anything. I mean, now in in the end, yeah. he did get the drop on him because he did the oops dart in your neck, but um, it, yeah, it, he did do that as well. I think I think I think Ghostmaker's flaw doesn't lie in having lesser tech or lesser intelligence. I think Ghostmaker's flaw lies into um, just looking at something on the surface, not looking any further into it, not being a detective at all. Yeah, yeah just exactly. seeing a crime and eliminating it. Look the crime, how badass yeah. I am because he doesn't understand. Yeah, I can. I like, and I get that. I like that. I just wish that that little line they kind of invalidated a little bit of Ghostmaker because for me he's in, more interesting if he he was like always whooping Batman's ass. I'd like that yes. a little bit more than I... the fact. I mean, he did whoop Batman's ass in this and did get stabbed. And when yeah, he, he in Harley's apartment, when he came through the window and hit uh, Harley and Batman were interacting, like I was, I was like, okay, yeah. I was waning a little bit on the book. I was feeling like down. And then that happened. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. We're good again. I'm happy with this. Um, overall, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, I liked both art style, like kind of the art styles when it switched. Um, you know, it, 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 but I liked it both. Um, I, I I was a little disappointed, but overall, it's Ghostmaker still got some tricks up his sleeve, which I I like. I'm I'm worried that it's they're gonna do a weird like Batman. You have to choose what's important. It's gonna be Ghostmaker and Harley, or this other like innocent person kind of thing, like a what looks that Batman Forever, uh, trick. But I, I'm looking forward to it. This one, um, a solid seven and a half. 7.5. I like it. Seven and a half. All right. All right. All right. We'll take that score and we will be right back. And we're back with Teen Titans number 47, priced at $3.99, written by Robbie Thompson, with art by Javi Fernandez and Marcelo Mialo, with letters by Rob Lee, covered by Bernard Chang and Marcelo Mialo. This is the um uh excuse me <laughs> i was gonna start taking off that review but that's not my job <laughs> this one's anthony's anthony you do it <laughs> gotcha this is the final issue final issue of teen titans and i will admit when this first came back it had the highs it had his lows at first i hated roundhouse then he died and somehow when you die you make I enjoyed the character because I enjoyed it when he came back. He's definitely one character that I will miss post whenever he won't post whenever, honestly. Now, as we saw last issue, he ended with Joystick, both mind controlling Kid Flash and Emiko. And of course, let's bring back my opinion. I think I'm just not a fan of Joystick in general. So to make him the bad guy of the final issue, I feel it's right there. You're just like setting yourself up for oh, a bad review right there. 
You could do so much other. You could do Caution, so many other great villains. <laughs> yes, you could do so many other great villains to set up to have Anthony, a last video. Just don't give a fuck. Just saying the truth, man. <laughs> the, like this, is how you end it with him? Uh, okay. In my opinion, this is the bit a TV show. The last episode of the season. That's a big bad. He's a big bad of the Teen Titans revival. That's a yeah. bit of a, a disappointment. Um, just saying. Um, which we do get quite a bit of action as they try to take down Emiko and Kid Flash. We get action, which is great. And even this one scene where we just see my house just going around them looks great. However, it looks great for what it was supposed to be. But when you do look through some of the details of some of the panels, more times than not, the art is really, really bad. Sure, the intent was good. They probably had a great idea from the beginning. However, they just spent a little bit more details on the art. Because on page two or three, when you see Emiko and Kid Flash sitting above Crush and Roundhouse's body, man, the details is complete shithole. Because as you see in Joystick's face, you see his glasses and that's it. Like, can you at least spend a little bit more details on just his the background as well? That's the main thing, was details on the characters that we see up close and as well as through the background stuff, especially when one of the backgrounds is a character. Um, that being said, with we just mainly just like with action nonstop, we do get Crush trying to talk down, trying to like talk to um red arrow to like see the reasoning see what you're doing is wrong thankfully they do get she does convince her to stop and i do enjoy how it was crushed that did talk to emka because for quite a bit we do see a little bit of we saw a little bit of a like frustration a little bit of tension between those two at the beginning of the run so it was it was appropriate that they had to be the ones that were like hey you guys know what you're doing because like it would yeah. it would been weird if it was like any other character in my opinion i'm with you on that one and that being said when i actually takes down kid flash with a with, with a little um of a shock which makes him remember hey i gotta stop what i'm doing because it it uncontrolled him oh no i'm, I'm sorry it actually that's not what did it a big explosion um did, did it right right and now that I'm thinking about the whole revival of the run, we get this quite a bit, in my opinion, where like they're in a building, somehow it, it explodes, and now they're on the building. I don't know why we do get this quite a bit in the run. It just feels a little bit of tiring some, because I feel like we, we've seen this in past couple of issues. We saw this in the beginning of the run with the hospital. I don't know if this is supposed to be like a gag that they have. It's like, hey, when T Titans up, up by, most likely a building is going to fall on them. I don't know if that's a running gag. I hope not because that's kind of sad if it is. <laughs> and we do get some more battle. Well, I mean, I think it may be metaphorical more than anything. If you have to think about one thing, I mean, what's one thing that's happened to every single, and I mean, every single iteration of the Titans team? They have all imploded. 
They've yeah. all metaphorically True. been building that collapsed on themselves. Ooh. Towers fell down a couple times for sure, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, how, do you, how do you not have a giant T says, hey, this is where superheroes t- hang out? Please, <laughs> please, mean, please explode this. Yes, exactly. Oh, no, no. We do see that. Um, they gotta be, you know, they got to be loaded because there's no way in hell any insurance company will cover them. That's why they have um, Bruce's, well, they had Bruce's money, but let's see what happens now. Uh-oh. So they do actually see a little bit of a vault slash, slash that they actually saw in Mammoth um, place before. So they Crusher just buzzes in and they do see a note. A note that looks just like what we saw back in, uh, when Superboy came, got frustrated at his note. Unfortunately, we don't see what the note says, which I do wish we did see either a page or just a little bit of thing of what it said. Uh, it's just a, it, it was, was just coordinates. coordinates. It was the coordinates. it was coordinates. It was a uh, was, was that all it was? Uh, what yeah, led him to the just... next part of the story? Yeah, the one guy because, says it's just a bunch she... of numbers and stuff. Nah, exactly. Down. Not even the lost numbers. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, Roundhouse. Um, <laughs> yes. What's what's his As deal? Well. He's just like a, a good red guy. arrow. He's very he flies. I don't know. Roundhouse? Oh, yeah. No, his... he's like bouncy boy, man. Oh, yeah. heck yeah! That's I, 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 I was wondering because like he was like kind of like zipping around. I was like, is he just like fat? But then I was like, oh, he he bounces because like they made machongas. Like, okay, that's kind of rich. Hey, and he can, he he can, can be like, fat and size and stuff. And he's in shape. A bound is still a shape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they didn't need to do my boy like that. I'm a big fan, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I like. Hey, I, I actually, I, yeah. I, hey, team roundhouse here, man. I enjoy exactly. Here. I'm glad. No, yeah. they didn't do my gold balls though. Thank God. <laughs> Drew, hey, at least he's a main character in the um, X Men with him. Yeah, wrecked on oh, thing. Now we do see the team fighting off to the coordinates. With again, the artwork is just so sloppy that. Did you spend what like a few seconds on the page? Because that's all seemed like it gave a little bit of little to no effort on it. Oh, what's stylistic? Which... Look at the background. So... Oh, yes. Let's look at the background. Yeah, this is a great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go I, mean, I gotta be. I mean, I gotta give it with with Reed here. I mean, the the. the I'll, okay, I'll flat out say it. Like, I I'm not a fan of the art in this book. But oh I me. don't mind the art, like the art style. Look at these dudes. Um, like go to that. Oh, it was on one of the first pages. Um, tell me that uh, Javi here couldn't couldn't draw an amazing deceased book. Ooh. Uh, yes, right like with this guy, with this his his like goal, what he wanted to be. I can imagine this would have been great and a deceased. It could have been great so, and like so any kind uh, of apocalyptic or wasteland type crazy animals. or like even fantasy type book that this would go good in. And and not to take not to not to take away from that, but um Homie does have some really good splash pages. Um I like the I like the page of, of Red Arrow and and Kid Flash um kissing. Uh, oh, that was yeah, done really great. well, and um, the uh, half pat, the half splash with uh, with um, Crush dodging out of the way as Kid Flash gets hit by that electrical arrow, mm-hmm. that was done really well too, man. So I mean, the the art is good, 
The art is good. It just doesn't match the the title that it's in, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which the corners they do lead us to Nightwing, and he just says, "Welcome to Titans Tower." And this page got me a little bit frustrated with how it happened because Cyborg in the New Fifty Two. He was not a titan. He actually just jump shot right to the big leagues and was became part of the Just League. That was his, his origin was in Just League was part of the Just League, not Teen Titans. So again, I don't know why I don't know why these writers think that he was like, yes, maybe in the past continuity, but guess what? This is not the same continuity hmm. where um Williamson, he's doing Just League, right? Williamson? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yep. even in a past issue where they're trying to, him, Dick, and Corey are reminiscing by the old times with them in the, um, being part of the, te- of the Titans, like, no, no, no. They were not part of the Teen Titans. Same thing with right now. Like, no, not part of the Teen Titans. And who's that? Who's that with the, with the green hair and the stars? In that final big splash, that's I, I don't recognize that character. On the final, in the like the the big team pose there. Yeah, on the, like the next month. What's the? Okay, oh. so you've got uh, the little the little dude the little green dude is yeah, Beast, Beast Boy. Boy. No, no, the the, yeah. the girl the the, the, the Oh, lady. that would be Donna Troy. Yeah. Donna, oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. It, I I no, couldn't no. parse it because the armor was a little bit different. And that's what I wanted to point out is that other than Nightwing, everybody's costumes seem to be a little off. Well, Nightwing's mm-hmm. is Nightwing's is different too. I I kind of like it. It's it's very like sleek. I, I wonder. Well, th- got, this look I, isn't gonna I last because ch- I see the change. I don't remember Nightwing having buckles on his arms. Oh, he do got buckles. He's got and he's got oh, like wow. weird gloves too. Well, it's all going to change yeah, anyhow. Once they like, get an endless winter, they're going to be Vikinged out. So yeah, they are. But 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 what I'm wondering is, I mean, just the fact that like cyborg is complete cyborg except for his face. So that is advanced cyborg, right? He doesn't have he doesn't have an arm that's that's free. This is an old school cyborg. Yeah, he's um, like totally he's encased. he's he's completely metal except for except for three quarters of his face. Raven looks completely different. Starfire's costume looks a, almost like a like a mashup of of several of hers. Yeah, um, yeah, a little different. She's got these gold uh, like shoulder the hair, caps. The hair looks cool. It's real super long, but not. And goofy. I feel like Beast Boy. Like I feel like he, he looks, looks a little bit different from what we saw he, before in Titans. He looks he's different hairier. too. He looks his hair looks all uh, like. What do you call it? It's all messed up, which it's like is bursting out of normal. his pants too and stuff. I like it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's got a cool vibe. Like it's it, it it everybody looks a little different. So I I don't know who these characters are or yeah. if this is just you know this is this could just be the artist having some fun. You know, maybe you're right. Most maybe likely. this is the only time we're gonna see them like this. But I mean, I hope not. Well, it's even weird how both. Cyborg and Starfire are there because, as we saw before in the end of Just League of Odyssey, that went right into Death Metal. So again, it's how continuity like it's like no, 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 they should not even be there because 
if this is before death metal they're still out in space i'm death guessing because ja- oh sorry go ahead i don't really because i was just like jail it ended literally right into just leak in the tie-in I was gonna say, I think Josh might be right. This is probably like a, a like a like just kind of like a fun splash page. I imagine the the that all of these folks are probably not going to be in like the endless winter Teen Titans stuff. It'll probably just be like maybe like Nightwing or like one or two of the other characters. I'm guessing because, like you said, I've seen you know the the they're they're doing different stuff at this point. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing different things at this point. They're, I mean, so we probably won't see them again in this. We know yeah, they Titans do have run. a special. We know Cyborg, Starfire, and Nightwing are all in the Justice League metal part. We don't know where this falls in the timeline, so speculation just doesn't help. We know is... that Death Metal is supposed to lead directly into Endless Winter. Mm. Um, so that this must happen right before Death Metal happens. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, Because the way that it was explained is that um, although you can pick up at any point, Death Metal leads right into Endless Winter, Endless Winter leads right into Future State, and Future State leads right into everything else that comes after in the DC Universe. But apparently, they're going to do the storylines. So like, if new readers just want to jump in on Endless Winter and read a quick story they can do that or they want to uh pick up on future state and get a quick look at what we possibly could be getting in the future from dc from like say five years from now um they can do that or they can wait until after all the events are done and pick up in the the new cohesive um whatever this means uh dc universe that's going to be going forward so because yeah, even in the Ellen's Winter, they do say they have a special on December 15th. So I wonder, maybe they're going to combine the teams. I mean, it's completely because it does say next month, Teen Titans, Endless Winter. We're seeing them at Titans Tower. That's a lot of characters, but it's also supposed to be a gigantic story. Um, so, I mean, Nightwing, Donna Troy, Starfire, Cyborg, Raven, Beast Boy, Crush, Roundhouse, Kid Flash, and Red Arrow. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I think it'll probably be like Donna Troy and Beast Boy will be like kicking it with the Titans while the rest of them. Hey, as long as we get um, Beast Boy. Yeah. I, see, I mean, I think that's great. Like, give give some some characters that don't get a lot of, like – screen time like does nightwing need to be hanging out with the titans in a titans book no get like let let, no. let some of these other guys get some screen time or some some panel time yeah i mean exactly i'm i'm because we got look right nightwing's in like every book this week <laughs> oh man and speaking of titans just yeah. real quick jump off um Reed, I know that you have not seen any of it yet, but I strongly suggest you do. Anthony, have you heard the 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 latest news about the Titans TV show? What's the latest news? The latest news about the Titans TV show is that there indeed will be a Joker that did indeed kill Jason Todd. 
Really? Because I thought they were not going to. I thought it was. I didn't think they were going to do that either. And then I read something on a news article just a few days ago um, that said that that's that's the direction that they're going. They're going to have like off screen and they're just going to like talk about is something that happened or is it something that's going to happen? Do you think it's probably I would imagine in order to. Because they only do what, like 10 episodes in order for it to. Yeah. In, in order to, no. in order in order for it to be done well, I imagine it's going to be done off screen, and we're going to be shown it periodically in flashbacks. Okay, yeah. Do you remember what the thinking. site you saw? Because yeah. I see, because I'm on Google, and I see one what one of the sites is from We Got This Covered, and they. I mean, are, I, I know they're garbage, but yes. They're not reliable. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow them at all. Oh, right. Actually, they're filtered out of my search results. <laughs> so is uh, so is Cosmic Book News. There's there. I got a few of them that I just they don't even show up in my search results anymore. Aggravating as hell. Anybody <laughs> that does clickbait finds their way there too. Yeah. So that ends I'm the Teen Titans. Looking at you, comic book resources. Ooh, man, throwing shade at them. Five reasons why Superman can beat Thor, and five reasons why he can't. Dude, those the <laughs> five on, and five. I, I always love, let's see. Okay, what can you come up with now? So I just go just down. Okay, that's good. That's a dumb reason. Okay, let's. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. So for the last, know, it's like more. What was that? So you just gotta keep making more listicles, different types. More listicles. Yeah, gotta spice my, up. You've already done. My it. wife Lee, she literally, she's got an app that collects those. It's called Feedspot. Spooky. She, <laughs> she, yep. That that's when she's not writing, she's reading, man. <laughs> yes. All right, so I guess that's it. For, or no, I. Uh, oh Reed, wait, did you give us a shout out for? Uh, Actually, I never did too. Yeah. Oh, you never did, oh, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. So I got off track. I'm just go some numbers. This... Losing track of the show here, everybody. What the is struggle. going on? <laughs> you know, same score I did robots. on the site. A five out of ten. As as I said on the site, my last two sentences off would not recommend. Five, and you're reading this issue, mm. just skip it. Save your money. Did you have a bad week? You've just been a viper all show. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it was an <laughs> oh, awful ending. Now, okay, that's a perfect segue because literally my only note under for teen for this Teen Titans was now that's how you that's how you do a final issue. I thought this was a great wrap up. I felt really good. Like everybody got a little time. We got a little action. Got some joysticks. Some stuff blew up. Everything looks cool. Um, and then we got like kind of like a setup into like a a, a really nice, clean and easy like. That that kind of stuff is like done. We've got some lingering Damien nonsense, but uh, and it was like a nice hop and skip right into Endless Winter. I'm really I'm a huge sucker for um training stuff. So anything mm-hmm. with like a new group of kids, like I I was I'm I love like Young Avengers and like uh, uh, Runaways and stuff like that. I that that kind of like dynamic and especially if it's if it seems like the titans are the old titans are going to help 
these new ones and like I'm guessing we'll have like little one-off adventures where one of the Titans like kind of stops in and helps on this episode, like on this issue, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a sucker for that stuff. So um, this, this was a real hit for me. Uh, big fan of the art. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I like roundhouse. He's, he's pretty cool. Uh, he's got big goggles and I'm very much into that. This is eight eight point five 8.5 for me. Big fan. <laughs> disparity. All right. Well, say that again. It's a disparity for sure. Well, let's. All right. Let's get our third opinion here. Let's see how where, where it lands. Where's, what's the bell curve? All right. So, like? as far as Teen Titan goes for me, um, man, uh, okay. First, the bad stuff. Um, joystick. It was inconsequential, and I felt like we could have inserted literally anything in here because he wasn't so much a villain as he was a plot device, just that's something just, to make that's, things that's, happen. Yeah. Um. So that kind of that kind of dumbed it down for me. I do appreciate the art style in this book. Like I mentioned before, I think that there is a lot of potential for this this artist here. Um. Um, Javi Fernandez as a potential. I mean, he's he and Marcelo Mialo. They are both wonderful. Um, uh, Marcelo, uh, as far as colors go, he's always off the chain as far as that goes. Um, Javi, his pencil work, it's it's definitely like I said, it's a certain style and maybe better served in a different kind of title. Hmm. Uh, that said, I the way everything kind of wrapped up and I really didn't think anything was going to get wrapped up. I mean, obviously the Damien thing was hang it is hanging overhead as we come to a close. But that said, I fully assumed that was getting handled in a Batman book anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't too let down there. I, I liked the way it ended. And I, although you had to bring up the fact that it doesn't make sense that Cyborg's there, Anthony. Yes, and Sapphire. <laughs> you're, you're dick. It's just a pretty picture. But, well, I mean, so this happens pre... Uh, I think we've established that this happens pre-Death Metal, but Starfire shouldn't be there either. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because she's in the, before... the Just League Odyssey book. Oh, that's true. And she goes straight from JLO to straight. Death Metal. Yep, it's not a time gap. Nobody's just straight into. You're it. right. Damn it! Damn it! All right, okay, Anthony, you jerk. All right, so all of a sudden, my um, <laughs> my score is a lot lower than it was going to be, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna give this a seven five out of ten. That's still fair. I still I think that's fair. That's a good score. I think it's, good score. I think it's, good it's rather fair, too. Yeah, like too yeah, high, but yeah. Sense. You know, speaking of fair, um, we've got Truth, Justice, and the American Way coming at us from the Justice League, right? Baby. Not so much lately in issue number 57, priced at three ninety nine, <laughs> written by Joshua Williamson with art by Zermonico. Whoop, whoop. I love that guy. Romulo Friardo Jr., letters by Tom Lapolitano, and the cover by Liam Sharp. You want to walk us through that, Reed? Absolutely. When last we left the Justice League, our gang had apparently defeated the Omega Knight and freed the Legion of Doom uh, from their prison on Perpetuia's throne. Victory was short-lived, although as having freed the Legion, the Legion do what they're going to do. Um, 
and they turn on the heroes immediately because yeah, you free the legion. Yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Um, but we start the issue with a nice little flashback um, of Nightwing as Robin sneaking into the Justice League and spying on a mission and being all inspired and shit. And then we see a quick <laughs> little recap um, of them of uh, Hot Girl approaching Nightwing about going on this mission to you know blow up the throne. Um, and then we're right to it. We got, um, heavy metal or death metal, uh, Nightwing (laughs) fleeing from, um, the, the, uh, 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 Legion of Dune until, um, Martian Manhunter pulls a big hammer down and shouts really loud and everyone stops fighting until Lex Luthor shows up and then everybody tries to kill him because like yeah i mean that's what they're gonna do this is all this is all regular stuff guys regular Um, stuff guys so the the action they chase lex for a while um and uh we see the triumphant return of anthony's favorite sad sack detective chimp totally unharmed totally fine (laughs) obviously because why does anything mean anything like, Why does anything yes. mean anything? Yeah, are you just... still worried about? Are you still worried about Detective Chimp Anthony? After reading this issue, no. are you still worried about him? No one was ever worried. It was a sham. I wish he died. Tugging <laughs> on my heart strings. Jesus. Yes. Man. I love the, Detective the Chimp. Horse. Well, that that's my yeah, moments. The thing is, is like okay, we're assuming <laughs> that Detective Chimp is dead. He and the Invisible Horse. We're just totally vaporized. That is why we can see no evidence of their demise because Detective Chimp and the Invisible Horse cannot be seen. Right. I, Crazy. Which, of course, you know, duh. But I thought he was dead. I totally did. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, I guess. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so skeptical when I see that stuff because, like, I'm always so afraid that they're just going to cure it. Like, the stuff that happens at the end of issues, I'm like, are they just going to fix this at the, next, at the end of the next issue? The very so, first panel. So, did you automatically know? You're saying that you automatically knew that Chimp was fine and that he yeah. was just on the invisible horse? Yeah. Like, well, I didn't know. Maybe not on the invisible horse. That's not horse. unbelievable. But I it's mean, just like they showed just like his rumpled helmet and then Dick was like, was oh it. no, he's for sure dead. Uh, irrefutably, my dude is dead. <laughs> Right, um, like Bigfoot. Yeah, it's just like if that would have happened at the beginning of the book, I'd be like, "Oh shoot, this is crazy." But anything that happens in like the last three pages is totally suspect. Um, but he's well, fine. Um, and which is great, he uh, he wasn't dead, and also the Omega Knight was also not dead, even a little bit. Um, and then you get one well, of my maybe favorite. A little bit. Yeah, well, he's like half dead. He like lost one yeah. arm, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, but that that page, that half splash where um you kind of get like the full scale of of him and he does like a, a very good blast um with one of his purple beams. I, I really enjoyed that that particular panel. Um certainly in the running for my panel of the week. But this book's got a couple of um uh really nice splash pages. Um during the battle and with the Titan, I think that there's like a lot of stuff going on, but uh, Nightwing kind of puts his self-confidence issues aside and unites the, it manages to unite the justice league and uh, the Legion of doom. And 
they take down the Titan using... Now, okay, so this is a question I have posed to you guys. So there's a shot. Lex hooks okay. the Legion of Doom up to the remains of the throne while the Justice League distracts him, and mm-hmm. then Sinestro uses all of his purple energy that he has left um, to make a very big beam. So right. it, it kills the Omega Knight. Now, in that beam are outlines of the Legion of Doom. There's a gr- like the Gorilla Man and um, Sinestro and cheetah they're in the beam so here's my question did the I'm, throne I'm did the throne shoot them like a cannon through the omega knight or was it sinestro using their energy I, okay i just talked myself out of it dang he's like is, is he I, I using the energy hard light projections yeah. inside of the beam dang, yeah because even next page you see them all like right next to, to them that's gonna. I think that might lose them some points in the end because I was really. <laughs> he shot them like a giant old carnival cannon through the Omega Knight. Okay, so that yeah, makes more sense. But the the Omega Knight is done for, and in the best moment of the entire book, Lex gains the confidence of the Legion of Doom, and then says, "All right, hey guys, peace out." And then boom, tubes away. And I I don't know who says it, but someone says, "Could he have done that the whole time?" And I thought that was just perfect. Um, Because you're like, um, he said we're all thinking. Probably. (laughs) So uh, overall for me, there wasn't, not a whole lot happened. Not a whole lot was resolved in this book, but there was just so much stuff going on that I personally didn't care at all. This had like all of the elements of like a big blockbuster. There was a huge threat. There was a ton of characters on screen, um, but nothing. There's a little bit of character building. Dick kind of had like a, a, and a little moment where he seems ready to lead the, you know, this least team of the justice league. Um, and then we got a little sneak peek of what's to come in death metal five um, to wrap up the episode, uh, the issue. I had a good time. I am going to ding it. I am going to ding it. My score on the website is an 8.75. And I got to ding it, 0.25 cents, because they didn't shoot him like a, through the beam. And it was a hard light <laughs> projection only. So, yeah, but still job. a great book. I would suggest, if you've been tracking this, definitely pick this one up. All right. What did you think, Anthony? Uh, I got to give this a... A 7.5. Um... Ooh. I enjoyed the art. Some, not so much. Others, m- majority of the, the issue, great art. Um, I think that's the told... highest score you've given this week. I feel like I gave a book maybe higher. I think, maybe not actually. <laughs> I think I, I think just one. He's uh, he's mad because he was sick on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you told me that. Marshman, uh, Hawkgirl, Starfire, and Starf- and um, Cyborg, Starfire were all in this issue. I'm like, no, like they'll maybe in like one moment, and that's it. I saw my biggest issue the past few issues with this run, like not enough Starfire and Cyborg. We get a little bit less in this one, uh, which is a true shame. We see most of them, most of them are just like standing most of the time. And that's it. We do. They do get a message like, "Hey, do this," but like, they get 
dialogue again at the end when Cyborg says, please tell me Lex couldn't just boom to us don't have time. And then <laughs> even uh, gets one of the line as well. Like, like really? Man, like not enough with the characters who should be doing a lot. Um, so that's why I got give it the score. Like the story, it was good, but it unfortunately it fell through the thing where when you have so many characters, yeah. can you make can you make the characters shine, or are you gonna only make some of them shine and other ones forgettable? Well, I think actually, um, I think that was kind of the point of the whole book. To make us forget um, and, and the characters? No, the, the opposite. Or to make us think of them a different way. Um, forget about the way we used to think about them. Uh, the last couple of pages, if we're paying attention to what's going on in the narration, I think um, we, we're we getting an explanation from Nightwing, um, and you can tell that from the blue narration boxes, um, that maybe uh, basically what the Justice League is, is a group of people that no matter the challenge, inspire each other to do better, to be heroes. And that to be heroes part is the only piece of text at all just to be heroes where we see a giant picture of lex um so i mean obviously that's a bit of foreshadowing lex is gonna be the guy that that saves the, the planet or at least they're definitely making it look that way hmm. um and and maybe going forward from this point um given that he's messed up so much with the villains he has no fortunes anymore um we may be looking at a lex luther that becomes a good guy now wouldn't that be something i um i enjoyed it uh i think that there was character building um in the sense that we're potentially seeing an evolution of some of these characters obviously these are bad characters sinestro cheetah grod lex luther um, but we're seeing them act in a, in, in a, in a way that's very contrary to how they normally do. And, you know, and hopefully, um, hopefully that's not just something that sticks around for the story arc. Hopefully there's new stories to come featuring these characters that won't be the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again that we've had for years now. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. I give this one a seven out of 10. I enjoyed it. The art was great. I love Zermanico's pencil work. That's always awesome. Joshua Williamson did a good job in this shit, this issue. Um, I'm, I'm, it's an enjoyable book. It's not deep. It's, it's not something that pulls you in. It's not a must read. It's, it's a fun ride. And that, I mean, mm, for that, yes. for that reason alone, I mean, that's what gets it a seven out of 10. And um, that issue leads us directly into the following one. And that is Dark Knight's Death Metal number five, priced at $4.99. Written by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapion, and F.C.O. Placencia with letters by Tom Napolitano. And the cover was done by Capullo, Glapion, and Placencia. The book on death metal begins to draw to a close as part five takes us directly to the final conflict. 
with every hero and villain, alive or dead, at their disposal, the characters of our multiverse begin their last stand against Perpetua and the Darkest Night. Death Metal has been a roller coaster ride of absurdity that only built upon the craziness given to us in Dark Nights. And if the series has been a roller coaster, then this book is its famous feature. It's giant loop de loop. It's it's part where you're suspended just by the armpits. It this is the crazy part. With every single panel drawn to absolute perfection, you can't help but fall into the story. And in my opinion, what a story it is. We start the issue out with Robin King, who I am not a fan of. Um, he is absolutely one of my least favorite editions from the Dark Multiverse. Oh, no. Um, he has trounced all over our heroes in their latest attempt to overcome their common enemy, while he is in the middle of taunting the fallen Wonder Woman and her teammates. The Darkest Knight shows up to call him away for um basically no reason and uh because now it's time for he who laughs to kill a god uh we don't see the robin king again i'm fine with that in the in the meantime our team has to fight against the physical embodiment of castle bat that has everything that's ever been in gotham at its disposable as its disposal to fight with um, that includes all kinds of things like Inertron and Red Kryptonite. So uh, Luther shows up to save the day, thank goodness. Uh, he is showing up directly out of the last pages of the previous issue we covered in Justice League. Yeah, like the same, the same, like it walks right into it, which I thought was really great. It, it literally yeah, it was like it's pretty cool. almost panel for panel. It was it was real good. Yeah, because I, um, I I read Justice League first because it was my book, and then after I read Justice League, I immediately went to to Dark to to this book, and I was like, I, like that. I don't know why, but that got me really that got me really hyped <laughs> to see that. Like, oh, like oh, I saw that big dude before. Like, who's that? And then it's like, oh, he's Castle, he's Castle Batman, he's all of Gotham. I was like, what? Yes, he, yes. yes. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a pretty cool idea. I mean, yeah. What's what's Inertron though? By the way, before we move on, Inertron is a metal that has it's been used against the flash before and it's something that it absorbs all of your energy so you have no inertia oh, you can't move okay. you're just all rendered right. motionless i'd take that i'd take that um so uh luther shows up to save the day and he does so by zapping uh, uh zapping castle bat from what I'm assuming is what's left of Grandpa Jesse, the mecha AI Black Manta f- that uh, pals around with Aquaman. I'm assuming that's what that is back there. And they're all riding around in him. Um, he hits him with a beam and he transfers the soul of that twisted Batman into a Gotham that is inside of a snow globe. He hands it to Harley she tosses it on the floor and steps <laughs> on it. <laughs> I love this. He basically uses like sympathetic magic to like because there's a part of Gotham inside the globe, and so he is all of Gotham. So he becomes that globe, which is Gotham, and he's trapped inside, which I think is like really wacky. And 
a great like like a very interesting setup to then immediately throw on the ground and smash. Uh, it's a great exactly joke. right. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. like this is this is a really cool thing that we just did, and oh well, that's how that ends. <laughs> so um. Narrations and flashbacks give us an explanation of motivation and the plan of which Luther has. Through the, though the heroes are reluctant, they do listen to Luther. And uh, the long and short of it is that Luther has designed a machine that can use the death metal retrieved by Lobo in death metal extreme hours. Or God, that was such a long title. What was it called? Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hours Extreme. Sounds like a goo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so he uh Lobo went out and got those pieces of death metal, and Luther's got those now. And uh Luther's got a machine that he needs built that will restore everyone's memories of everything that has ever happened, how they're connected, every single little thing that they've forgotten, all the things that have been rewritten, they're gonna be aware of all of it. So now we kind of know what it is that we're at least we know what the characters are getting into going after future state there. I mean, a lot of them have had a lot of continuity that conflicts with different things. So we may see some messed up storylines for a little while, while they, while they deal with those things that could be pretty interesting if it's handled the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, in doing so, uh, uh, by restoring everyone's memories, he explains that it will create a greater anti-crisis energy than they ever had before. Uh, gonna skip right over the part here where Wonder Woman is the actual reason why it didn't work before. She let Perpetual get into her head, and uh, that's why um, that's why the anti-crisis energy didn't work with uh, their 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 previous battle there, but um. Superman and Batman, they both come clean about their secret so far in the series, and they don't bode well for either one of our, our heroes. Mm. Uh, Batman is dead. That's why he's able to use the Black Lantern ring. Super cool. Uh, Into Superman it. Has, uh, is, has been infected by Darkseid and is slowly turning into Darkseid, and there's nothing that can be done to stop it. So... um that doesn't exactly bode well for our heroes. <laughs> they that, but it also doesn't stop them from giving it everything that they've got, uh, uniting every hero and villain, alive, and dead to work together. Uh, the their very first step of the plan is to destroy Earth, the main source of the energy supplied to He Who Laughs, while Wonder Woman leads an army consisting entirely of Lobos. Uh-huh. Lobo army. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I please have a Lobo army? That, well, if I had a Lobo army, they have to I would fix everything. Look, this, here's, this, they are, they are the cause and cure of everything because, okay, they're definitely going to win this thing, but if they don't reboot this universe, that's too many Lobos to exist. The whole thing will just fall apart anyhow. They're gonna kick the That's they're gonna kick the true. wheels right off this whole spatial reality. That's too many lobos. Yep. I think I think if you set upon a universe chaos that fights against nothing but chaos, then you are gonna unravel all the strings and it will just everything will cease to exist. 
that got a little philosophical. Philosophical. Well, it's, I, I mean, that's do. where we're going, Here's isn't it? We're doing a whole we're, we're, <laughs> exactly. They're doing a reboot after this one. So is this this is leading straight into what the like? So this is going straight into Ice Age. Okay. Yeah, this is going straight into Endless Winter. Endless Winter. And then and then Endless Winter is going straight into Future State, and then Future State is supposed to be giving us a peek at what may come just down the road from DC Comics. But again, you're supposed to be able to pick up. You're supposed to be able it's it's a cheap uh, it's a cheap thing, man. Is it, but and they're supposed kind of to be able to pick like, up hey, an we're gonna story. do this. Is this what you like? Oh, it's not. You're Don't right. worry, that's I not think what we that's were doing what, anyhow. The titles, the, the titles that sell well, we're gonna work towards those, and the titles that don't, they're probably just gonna ignore. That's fine. Um, that's how they do unfortunately. it. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's just. The I mean, game. yeah, it is. It is. But um, so. Uh, everybody, uh, everybody just got their their plans and their part. Wonder Woman and uh, and the rest of the heroes. Uh, and not just they're, they're attacking. And uh, in retaliation, the Darkest Knight sends all of the Earths that he has made in his image hurtling towards the heroes. Now, our heroes were under the impression that, and I believe that they said that they thought that there were five. Uh-huh. Earths like five or six that were mentioned. under the, the darkest night's control. Just a handful yeah. of babies. There ones. are far, far more. I didn't count them exactly how many are on that page, but there's a lot, man. And they seem a little worried. Um you know who's I enjoyed worried? it. Oh, the, yeah, very worried. My boy, um, my boy Cobblepot, he's not worried. He's got a sharp rock. <laughs> He's got a sharp rock. I'm exactly. a sharp rock. I'm a very sharp rock. <laughs> oh my god! I skipped right over that. That was that made me laugh. Um, the art was great, as always. You can't go wrong with Greg Capullo. He looks like he spent a month drawing every single panel. Man, yeah. um, I absolutely love his work, and the colors are. Glapion is gorgeous. Um, Absolutely, Essencia. His his work is gorgeous too, and. Um, so the art wins me over every single time and I'm starting to see all of these threads from this this really crazy ride where I I you know I mean to be fair I'd been given sevens because it, I was enjoying it but it was still just it was just a crazy story arc and you know it just it did not look like it was going to land it really didn't and now it seems like it's going to so um you know, acknowledging that, I'm going to bump my score up to an 8 out of 10 on Ooh. this death metal. Mm, spicy. I like it. Spicy. Uh, I All right, also, Reed, what did you think of this one, man? I, I liked it. I, look, here's the thing. I, I, I'm i a sucker for a, I'm a, a big sucker for events. I like it when everything, there's a bunch of guys on screen, like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? I don't know. These are great. Now they've got different looking costumes. Batman's dead. He's got a scythe. Superman's turning into an apocalypse or something. I, we got Robo Superman. They're all here. Everybody's come out. I don't. I, this is this is like just tailor made for me. It's like yeah, it's a little like, bit. Everything's like, gone to hell. I love it so much. There's a, there's a bunch of Lobos. Popcorn. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just se- that's kind of what it is. It, it, it like seems like a, like a like kind of like a big budget like blockbuster and i guess like have because of everything that's going on not having seen those normally i don't think these this kind of thing would hit as like 
strongly as it does but like this is the kind of stuff it's just wild and bombastic and it's nice to see i haven't watched a crazy movie in so long they're not you know um right and the look the look of all these characters is yet again like if it's kind of same with rorschach if you would have told me like if you would describe this to me this the the whole idea of death metal i'd have been like okay i mean like i get it but like okay but honestly <laughs> the execution is i think it's pretty cool um i really i really it's dig exactly what it's supposed to be i mm-hmm. really dig wonder woman's um her her whole vibe with like the blue white hair i don't know why the uh, whole look to wonder woman this is my favorite look for wonder woman yeah and down yeah yeah i i can i can honestly agree with that it, it just like really just jumps off the page harley not so much um i did really enjoy it i don't know if it was in dark metal or if it was in the end of justice league but there's a moment where they're fighting castle batman and batman batman and harley just have a rope around his foot <laughs> like Wonder Woman's oh. being squished, and they're shooting him with laser beams <laughs> and stuff, and they just have a rope around a, a giant bi- a city that is a person, right? Foot. <laughs> they're gonna try and yeah, two people are gonna pull the ankle out. That pretty the ankle alone weighs a couple freaking tons at least. Yeah, exactly. A... I, I that. What are we gonna give him to do? I don't know. Trip him. It's fine. It's great. I love every minute of it. This is this is a win for me. Eight out of ten home run i i enjoyed the art as you said the art was good um the story i am totally in for i just wish that maybe add a few more pages and don't make the the pages as like too much uh, like it spread out the deformation through more pages. That's the only thing I wish they would add to this, but honestly, other than that, um, an A out of 10 as well. Because a few of the pages, I feel like just too much dialogue or narration or just a mixture of both. I think it would work better if they did um, spread out. And I cannot wait for next issue when we see Migas's, when we see that, sh- that showdown. Yeah, it, it's good. Right. honestly that that explanation page. I just before we before we wrap up, I just wanted to say when they kind of walked you through and they gave you a little diagram of how Lex's crazy plan is like going to work and like how mm-hmm. it works conceptually in the universe. That's not mm-hmm. a small task to be able to walk that back in a coherent no. way. And I I was like kind of I was no, kind of not. really satisfied with their their thing. I was like, oh okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. Cool, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's I, you're right. I love that the explanations that we've been given um, so far throughout this arc, this this event, in any case, um, isn't just because comic books. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not a thinly veiled like we've got too many storylines. Time to clean it up a bit. It, it's this. It, it actually seems like, in in yet again, there's Thought. another level of metatextualism in that where they're kind of saying like, how to get out of it is not to make these things important, but make everything equal again. Um, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool to make everything matter. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really into that. You and me both. All right. Well, I think we all gave our ratings on that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. 
All right. Well, then that means that now it is time to pick the top three books of the week and your favorite panel slash moment of the week. Anthony, how about you kick things off? What What do you well, got going on in third place? Third place, yeah, um, Death Metal, followed by Walshack. And then last but not least, well, the main book, my opinion, book of the week is Catwoman 27. And wow, if you had to... If, if you gave me all those books and pick, hey, what book do you think will be, be my book a week? I will not. Well, I would not have guessed Catwoman 27. No, I probably wouldn't. If like if I just looked at the list of titles and said, which one is Anthony going to pick? I probably wouldn't have picked Catwoman 27. No, either, no way. I will. I, I will say, man, Ram V has just he's done a hell of a job. Yes. And he's made it an interesting story. It's a caper story. It's a character story. It's drawn great. You're right. Catwoman's a hell of a book, man. What was your favorite panel slash moment of the week? Even though I didn't like the issue, Aquaman um panel with the whole just the just behind him, and man, if I can just like have that artist make that a little bit bigger, I'll buy that in a heartbeat because that will look that look gorgeous on my. It would look gorgeous on anybody's. <laughs> exactly. It would look gorgeous on anybody's. Um, hell, uh, I mean, who was the artist? Um, uh, Miguel Madonka and Romulo Friardo Jr. Um, I'm yeah. Add them on Twitter. I mean, find out how much it costs, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. one of them will do it for you. <laughs> for, you know, for Ain't the right truth. amount of money. <laughs> uh, Reed, what did you, what did uh, you have for your top three and favorite panel slash moment? Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So um, for number three, I-, I was kind of torn between what um I was more interested in, and I think so. It's a tie. It was kind of a tie between Justice League and death metal for number three um but i think i'm going to give it to justice league just because that's where we get the reveal that um that lobo is actually coming back and he's going to be like the final linchpin um and that got me i think that that was probably got me more excited so i'll have that for third um and second i just gotta say i gotta go with catwoman um the fact that Alleytown is a place is like that's the name of that place where Catwoman hangs out and has her strays, her Alleytown strays. Like, yeah, that's great. It was a really fun heist. Um, and I don't know. I would I, that that book kind of got me thinking. Like, what would a Catwoman black label look like? Ooh, like a like a very because they the the scene with um blue face tattoo lady um. In her club, I was like, "This is giving me some like real like Michael Mann vibes. Like I'm ge- I'm getting like a very like this looks like Heat or like Miami Vice or something. Like the like, the aesthetic and stuff. And I was like, that I think that could be very interesting. Although it didn't spare them um, when that dude put a bullet in um, that nameless assassin's face. So that and his dude. chops. That's got Catwoman in number two. Dude, you said Catwoman Black Label. All right, not to take away from Ram V, because I think Ram V has done a great job. But what if, <laughs> what if we got a Catwoman Black Label book co-written by Ram V 
and Cy Spurrier. Ooh. Are you familiar with Cy Spurrier? I love that. He's the guy that's been doing the Hellraiser comic under the Sandman mm-hmm. label. And oh my God, his Constantine books are amazing. If you haven't read them, read, trust me. Yeah, no, you will. No. <laughs> you will want to. There's, there's, there's not too many. There's, there's, oh, what, like 12 or so? I mean, it's, it's coming to a close. Like it just wrapped, or it's just wrapping next week, I think, actually. Um, yep. if i'm not mistaken hellblazer number 12 uh is 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 wrapping i think that's the end of it it might not be but i think that, that i that i heard sense. that it was ending but yeah. in any case you do want to read the size spur you run it's Heck it's yeah. it's amazing i'll check that out um i'll also be looking forward to checking out Rorschach number three, because that is my book of the week. Um, Rorschach number two. I didn't think I, I was skeptical about a lot of books this week and they all like turned me around. Um, and this was the chief among them. I, I had a great time reading through this and I'm looking forward to see where this story is going to lead uh, for my panel of the week. I think uh, it's in Justice League and it's right after Detective Chimp comes back. It's like a three quarter splash of the Omega Knight and then a smaller one. Uh, of him doing a big laser blast. And uh, yeah, it's just very cool. I like a giant robot, and that's a giant Batman robot, and I'm into that. Anybody notice that he's really into giant robots on a podcast called Not Mm. a Robot? (laughs) Beep boop. Beep boop. You need a human for a giant robot. You know what? You need a human to driving around i've got a bunch of tiny little humans running around my house not a bunch i've got two little tiny humans running around my house oh, I thought uh, you were my seven like year old body like a men in black situation but um i've got one you know not a robot is a thing because he does his own little podcast uh covering the um books for the younger crowd and that gets shared out there as well um so like not a robot is kind of a thing in the household well my youngest boy is the only one that's really not a part of any part of it because the um my wife his mom helps out with the kids podcast so she's part of that too she's not a mom bot there's not a robot kids corner and you know and i'm not a robot show so my youngest boy in retaliation Mm -hmm. walks around doing robot noises all the time claiming that he's a robot that's his favorite thing (laughs) get ready get ready for teenage stuff it's gonna be that same business all over oh yeah he's he's (laughs) he's almost five and he's already retaliating i am skynet is here um (laughs) so uh i guess from my top three i'm gonna be uh, my my third place was really difficult because I enjoyed Catwoman so much, but um, the 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 basically I saw it, it was I feel like Aquaman number sixty five was damn near a love letter to the character and a very nice way for the author to say goodbye, and that's the only reason why that one topped out Catwoman for number three. Um, I really liked everything that was going on in there. The art was gorgeous. The political undertones, all of it, it was good. Um, my number two 
is going to be death metal number five. I enjoyed the hell out of that one. Of course, we've already talked about all the different reasons why I like that. It's Lobo. Um, it's crazy ride. It's everything it's supposed to be. And there's infinite Lobos. How could you ask for more? Uh, exactly. My number one, and I'm alone in this one. It didn't even make anybody else's top three, but I still, even though the ghost maker did mm change even though what i thought was going to happen what i'm sure many other people thought were going to happen isn't what we got on the pages i'm still intrigued i'm still down for it and i'm still maybe maybe i'm just being an ass man but i'm still hopeful that we're going to get what we need um so that's still that's still my number one spot it was a tight it was a tight this this week there's a lot of very good books so there were a lot of very good pick out those standout moments honestly i the the second half of that book i agree with you that that was like probably my favorite section of a book this week the harley stuff there yeah i i enjoyed that part too um now as far as moments go my favorite moment didn't come from any of my top three Anthony tried to ruin it a little bit, but the damn joy that I just felt (laughs) when I flipped the page and I saw the Titans there, continuity be damned. And I know I'm somebody that's a stickler for that, but I I saw that and I was like, yes, yeah. So I, I, the the way, man, uh, if, if a comic panel, if one comic panel can make me light up from ear to ear, when I turn the page, I you know what, damn it, it it's it's got to be my favorite moment of the week for sure. Uh, even if I got to go back and rate the comic a little bit lower than I normally did. <laughs> uh, so that one is my favorite. Uh, I don't know where it's going, but the potential is kind of exciting. Um, I guess that means that that is the show. As always, thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, you can feel free to reach out to any and all of us. We love talking about stuff with people. Visit campsite.bio forward slash not a robot to find us on your favorite podcast platform. And visit us on patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcasts for early and additional content and access to our Slack channel for as low as a dollar a month. You get access to our Slack channel. That means you get to talk with us and the hosts and uh, and do a little BS and behind the scenes. All right. So um, until next time. Be good to each other. And don't be a robot. Domo arigato, Mr. Robot. Stop.